That's do it crazy. for the gram. Do it for the gram. Do I fucking caught some girls in Frisco? What that shit? You remember that? Mm. When we were going through the parking lot. <laughs> oh my god! So we're on family vacation. We went to Frisco, took the kids to the zoo, and then we went over to the wharf. And we're heading back to the car, and we parked in this parking garage. And as we're walking up, there's like these girls like posing in front of like a like a fucking convertible Mustang, you know, like all this. And we're walking by, just go doing it for the gram. Dude, they <laughs> fucking lost their shit. Like <laughs> here I am full dad mode, like new balances with cargo shorts. <laughs> well, you, you said it's in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, I was in Vegas working one time and I was driving down this very discreet road and there's some guy with a rental sports car, like on his hood, taking pictures. And I rolled down my window. I said, do it for the gram. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mandatory to call that shit out. Like, yeah. yeah. Now it's like I walk in and the 11 and 9 year old are like narrating their video game. I'm like, what are you oh guys God. doing? They're like, oh, we're pretending we're YouTube, you know, uh, do YouTube. Um, we're YouTubers. I'm like, whatever that is. Okay. Maybe it'll make them famous and we can quit working. That's all I'm rooting for. All right. That'd be I great. Mean, if it happens, get them on Twitch. Like, I just feel like my kid's going to end up costing me more money than he's ever going to make. So there's yeah. that. Yeah, therapy is expensive. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Starting this one out on a high note for you guys. Welcome to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. <laughs> oh my God! It's already nine fifteen, and I know Tony has to help somebody move tomorrow, so I don't want to keep Tony, him on here. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Anybody that asks you to move when you're over thirty four <laughs> is an asshole. They, like they go hire you. movers. <laughs> Fuck, bro. They, so here's the thing. They they hired movers for all of like the heavier stuff. She it's a friend of mine who used to live here and they um, they moved to Manitoba, but her mother still lives here and she was just here visiting. And now she's back. She went back to Manitoba, just came back again because her mom's moving from a house to an apartment. Oh, geez. And so they've got all of the heavy stuff like they have actual movers coming for all the heavy stuff. Um, but this seems to be sort of like a last minute thing. And she doesn't know anybody here anymore. So yeah. the, she messaged me to ask if I knew anyone who could help them move. And I was like, she, just, knew, she knew she was asking you. It's literally a block away from my house. So I can walk over and just help them move stuff from the U-Haul into the house or into the apartment. So, yeah. So Canadians are nice. This is so confusing <laughs> with you, Tony. I know. <laughs> I'm an enigma. <laughs> yeah, I just want to say though, really quick, like co- totally off subject, kind of, and like random. But I just want to say how fucking wild it is that like that screenshot I sent you earlier of those street names that that, yeah. that that's real. That's fucking real. They actually so in Nova Scotia they have. I'm going to the screenshot right now because it's I cannot Porter's remember. Lake. Porter's Lake. They literally have like this little cross section where. One street is called this street. The other one is called that street. And the third one is called the other street. Like, so this street, that street, and the other street. It's like that old Laurel and Hardy joke. Like, who's on first? Who's on first? Who? Yeah. yeah. I was like, wait, this is real? Hold on. You, you sent it to me and you're just like, is this real? And my response without looking at it was like, well, in my area, we have a front center and a back center. So I can only assume that it is accurate. <laughs> 
Yeah. And I typed into Google and immediately came up with Porter's Lake. Well, that was the thing, because like the top of the little like picture said like Canada was running out of ideas for street names or whatever. And then so I started reading in the comments and then somebody said this is in Nova Scotia. And I was like immediately I was like, oh, I got to message Tony right now because he will know because I know like he I will fucking a, know. I got a, I got a guy in Nova Scotia right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, dude, that's honestly like, don't get me wrong. I love talking to you guys every Friday night. and It is the highlight of my week. Yeah. Um, but it's also great to know that like we all have very diverse interests too that don't always align. We have a lot like if it's a Venn diagram, there's a solid center area, which yes. is challenge. Reality TV. But yeah. there's yeah. a lot that interacts with it as well. Yes. But it's also nice to know that we're far enough apart that we all have certain things that we know outside of the other. So it's like, Tony, who's that guy in that movie? Oh, you mean Tom Hanks? In Apollo yep. 13. It's like, fuck, yes. Yeah. High That's the one. That's the I'll one. give it to Tony. You can give Tony a half description about a movie. <laughs> yes. He's got right it. Right away. <laughs> There's a reason why well, stats and info. I was going to say, do you see his back wall? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Just to, uh, to close out the geography lesson, there's a place that's about an hour away from me, and one of the streets is called Front Street. But it was named Front Street before the place was like fully developed. Yeah. So Front Street is actually like the second street in um, <laughs> because the main drag like now goes obviously like through the middle of the town and Front Street is now behind it. That's yeah. freaking hilarious. See, oh, my God. I don't think we have anything weird like that here. Do well, we? the, the main thing is, is like our our fucking town has a the way the highways are set up and the road here there's a certain road called mccarran and it just makes a giant circle around the town right and then we have right. 395 which is an interstate that goes from california all the mm -hmm. way up i think it goes all the way to canada not 100 percent sure on that don't quote me ask tony google that shit google that shit yeah <laughs> i don't know um, anything about the u.s part of things but it runs north and south and then we have i-80 that runs east and west so it literally looks like a fucking bullseye. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or a pizza with four slices. <laughs> it's just like, you know, but I was going to say, I think it's interesting that like everywhere in America kind of models the way they do the roads and everything based on New York in a very grid like setup, which mm -hmm. makes sense. Yeah. But when you're first starting and you're in a giant valley, not New York, which is an island, which is finite, but a valley where you can expand, maybe don't start the very first street as first street because that <laughs> fucks everything up in every other direction. Because we have multiple first, second, yeah. third. Oh, yeah, that I guess that's true because we have a we have a first down. Yeah, there's like there's ones all over. Yeah. When I moved to Arizona, my biggest thing was because in Louisiana, nobody uses northeast southwest uh -huh. or anything everyone's like oh northeast southwest it's a grid it's very easy and i'm like no 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 it's not <laughs> no it's not, not at all it's different in the southeast because there's no visual landmarks you can really use because everything's pretty much flat and especially in louisiana <laughs> and mississippi it's trees everywhere so you can't yeah. really see that far unless you're from an elevated position so ours is are you going to karen crow or are you going to yeah that's your direction. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yes. Here, like I use I use north, south, east, west all the time because nah. there's mountains everywhere. So I know where the mountains are. You know what I mean? I don't know that shit. I was actually <laughs> yeah. like, what was it? It was it was like it was a few weeks ago because it was like right before our kids started school. 
And I had to take my um, my oldest son. He's starting middle school. He's in sixth grade. So he's starting middle school. We went to like this like social, you know, come and meet everybody and meet your teachers kind of, you know, back to school night. But before school started, we were there or whatever. And then they were giving away free ice cream at the end of it. And that was like the only reason he wanted to go. Right. So we go. That's we fair. found. Yeah, we found all his classes. We went and like went to the lockers and they had like little dummy lockers where you could like practice. You know, they could practice putting in the, the co- combination and everything because this is first year. The kids here use lockers is sixth grade. So. Anyway, and then all of a sudden the little principal guy comes over the intercom and he's like, all right, you know, we're going to be wrapping everything up. We're going to start serving ice cream out on the um, out the the west and the west exit. And I'm just standing in the middle of ice cream. I was like. And then Tatum's like and I was like, dude, we got to go. Like, I don't even know what fucking door to go (laughs) out of. Like, you just total panic. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. And so I have to tell my. I have to tell my 11 year old, I have no fucking clue what North, South, East, West is. Yeah. Right. And then like after about like five minutes of panicking, I was like, oh, wait, I have an iPhone and it has a compass. I was going to say, it. why don't you just open the compass app? <laughs> yeah, I pull the compass up all the time. And so I did. And I fucking turned until I found I was like, it's this way. Let's go. <laughs> That's how I live my life. Karina runs into a wall because she didn't account for that. <laughs> That's right, how yeah. I live my life. The only reason I don't give you massive amounts of shit about this <laughs> is the fact that you were inside a building and you couldn't just look outside towards a mountain to know where you're at. No, I don't. What does that tell me? That like, doesn't tell me literally shit. we live next the mountains to mountains. Over there. The mountains are like literally 12,000 feet in the air. They're all and they're all, But they're all, the really tall ones that are 12,000 feet in the air are on the west side. I don't know that. Town. Thank you for that information. I don't fucking know that. You've lived here your whole life. How do you not know where I'm the mountains mountains are there's mm-hmm. mountains it shows where the mountains are just not what direction yeah thank you see customers will tell me oh come to the northwest side of the building and i say okay and then i drive around <laughs> the block for a couple times yeah like that helps me in no way sir <laughs> oh, like, if you took me outside of where of here and you told me like go northeast i'd be like uh fuck i hope i remember which way the sun came up from <laughs> the only way i'm gonna figure this one out see we tell people where to go based on where things used to be hmm. um, <laughs> yeah like you go past the old sobies which is now yep. like a parking lot so we're we are known for that oh i was talking about the drink oh oh yeah with the iguana yeah. yeah, yeah, I've never heard so of that. Was a strawberry uh, smoothie one. Sorbies is a grocery store. Uh, oh, yeah, the fire! I do remember yeah. those actually. I, just, no. I was just truly hoping deep down in my core that Tony had more of an accent than me, and he doesn't. <laughs> yeah, he does not. Unless he says about. I was going to say, I actually got a message about you the other day, and I don't know oh, if yeah. I showed it to you. Yeah, no, and they you were, didn't. And I can't remember exactly what she said, but she was like telling us like how amazing we are. Of course. No, I'm just kidding. No, but she's like telling us <laughs> and like, then how she started talking about me. And then, well, no. And then she was like, um, she was like, she was like, it's, it's funny because I always forget that Tony is Canadian until he says about, and then I remember that he's Canadian because it's the only word that he says that I can hear his, his accent. See, it's more so for me, it's more so out than about. Out, yeah. That I notice more. But the funny thing is, is like when I was in film school, um, we had dialect class, and mm-hmm. 
there like my film school there are people from peru from mexico from belgium from like everywhere around the world and they were all learning how to um speak with like a north american standard accent i was also doing the same Mm -hmm. um because i came from nova scotia i came from like the south shore of nova scotia so fairly strong accents so i was working on kind of minimizing my accent at the same time that they were and i never fully picked it up again when i came back it's the hard r so it's like if i were to just let it all slide it would be the car the bar the arm and the farmer's market are the Mm -hmm. ones that are really strong (laughs) yeah it's fucking hot (laughs) man that's not an irish i have a friend who anytime that she's like going through anything she'll message me she's like send me a voice memo and i know exactly what i have to do i send a voice memo with car bar arm and farmer's market because that's what <laughs> she always did to me in film school oh my god so that's i got a question now because obviously the west is the west coast accent considered the american north american standard or like because i've always been told we don't have an accent but obviously what do we sound like to you guys because you're not from the it's, west coast it's just like it's the North American standard is just like a fairly neutral accent. So it sort of removes all of your like your big um, like your stronger accents. So, for example, when I, I used to work at a contact center um, for I forget what the company was, but when they they said basically when you're asked where you're located, you say that you're located out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, because the Nova Scotian accent is most closely related to Minneapolis. Minnesota. Mm. So that's where technically they were located. And it was not a lie because that's where they're headquartered out of. It just so happens that the call, the contact center was outsourced. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Um, Damn. <laughs> but yeah. okay, back to the question I was asking do we have an accent? <laughs> slightly, slightly, but not like it's not over exaggerated or anything like that. You just catch it every so often. Huh. Um, it's the same <laughs> with Josh. Um, right. yeah. What about me? Not at all. Yes. Just like North American <laughs> standard straight through. Because I've been so, told before that I sound like Boomhauer from King of the Hill sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So funny thing. That's awesome. I learned this. Uh, I, I forget where I read it at, but somebody said that um, the Southern accent, like Louisiana through, well, yeah. even Texas through Florida, kind of deep south accent is really close to what they spoke in Britain during Victorian times. Hmm. The British we know or the the English accent that we hear from them now is actually something that was picked up during Victorian times by the higher ups. It was like more of a a haughty way to talk. Wow. Interesting. See, I think it's just some of the things we say because one thing when I moved here, everyone made fun of me for it. So when I pull up to a store and I say, are you getting down? Mm-hmm. That throws people off. Like, are you going inside? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'd be like, what? <laughs> Ours is, are, you, are you coming with? See, I say you're getting down to my uncle who is from here. Met my mom. Well, he married my mom's sister. But anyways, they went to the store and my mom, my mom was like, are you getting down? And he was like, uh, I'm dating your sister. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're asking here. She's like, no, no, no. Are you going inside? Yeah. <laughs> so, if you wanted to get a, a soda, what would you call it? Coke. Coke. And okay. then, and then you need to distinguish the flavor. Dr. Pepper, Sprite. 
Oh, okay. oh wow. Okay. All right. Yeah. Tony, you want a Coke? What if you? But hang on. What if you just want a Coke though? Just like a like a Coke. You just say I want a Coke, and then you say what kind, and then they say Coke. Oh, okay. Huh. Tony, for us, it's just like um, it's either like a soda or pop or see whatever. Like it's interchangeable. Yeah. When, when I lived in Biloxi, everyone said pop. Yeah, that's what I've always heard from like Southern and East East Coast too. Pop. Hmm. Huh. Well, welcome yeah. to the Accent Fandom Podcast. <laughs> I just learned a lot. <laughs> here's one. Here's one for you though. Like, uh, there's a phrase in our neck of the woods, and it's "ain't it," and it's it it's a response to anything. So, oh, like, yeah. if you ask a question that's yes, then it's "ain't it." Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, yeah. you come yeah. with "ain't it." Like, it's just oh, wow. it's, it's interchangeable like, okay. it's weird it goes with everything and there's no explanation for it but everyone <laughs> just seems to understand the context that it's supposed to be in but it's even like those the memes where it's like yeah no or no yeah as right. to meaning yes or no like that's accurate yeah we do that yeah. here too a lot um the one that i really know is specifically that people outside of this area have told me that they've heard multiple people from Reno only say it. Not only, but I think it's a West Coast scene in general. Um, is the word hella. Hella. That's hella, hella cool. cool. Yeah. That's, that's hella cool. That's here too. Is that's it? Okay, dope. so yeah. like... I still say it. I say it on the podcast yeah. all the time. Like, dude, that's so dope. That's hella dope. <laughs> just a very super side note. I just want to show Tony how much prettier my cat is. Oh. Cat. It's a tortoise shell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can the tabby come out to play? <laughs> she's, she's a tortoise shell with a very bright face, and she's the queen. There you go. She is pretty. I would grab our cat, but he would physically attack me. <laughs> Rick would get fucked up. But yeah. I'm gonna, I'm no, gonna be honest. God, as much as I think Oreo it, or Oreo, that's what it looks like. Jenga. Sorry, my stepmom had a cat that looked just like Jenga called Oreo. <laughs> um, but as beautiful as Jenga is with her black and white colors and as beautiful as, is it Princess? Is that her name? What's your cat's name, Corey? Uh, Stevie. Stevie, that's right. Stevie, like Stevie Nicks. But okay. she is a princess. No, she's Stevie as in Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Stevie he's Wonder. Because he's blind in one eye. Oh, okay, okay. And then um, our cat's name is Ivan and he's like pure silver colored. With green like emerald eyes, bright green emerald eyes. Yeah. Oh my god, he's he, he's but, a very pretty cat, but he's a asshole. Yes, he's just a dick. <laughs> it's just it's a specific breed. Um, he's in case Russian you were blue, curious, yeah. no asshole, and all cats <laughs> come in that. That's if you want a cat, the breed is it's an asshole. That's what I said last time, dude. Cats are two personalities: sweet and cuddly, or asshole. There's no. He's in not even sweet yep. and cuddly anymore. He, he is to me. Whatever. I'm just saying he loves me. Whatever. <laughs> Do better, Karina. <laughs> she hates that fucking cat, dude. She, <laughs> she she feeds him everything and he's just like, fuck you. I don't want nothing yeah, to do with you. Fuck that cat, though, man. I'm, I, uh-uh. Fuck that cat. I hope mm, everybody mm, enjoyed mm, that fucking mm, intro. Mm, mm, oh, there mm, we go. Mm, See, yeah, my cat would never let me do that. Never. Right. This will be like maybe 30 more seconds. Hi, Django. Yeah. You have fans up, now. Uh, there you go. Does every guy that's a part of this podcast have to have a big old head? Yes, oh, it yeah, is, yeah. It's a requirement. Yeah, it's prerequisite. <laughs> yes. And some sort of facial hair. Yeah. It's a must. Yep. Gotta have, yeah, facial hair, big head. Well, here's the real be test. funny. If you were to buy a fitted hat, Corey, what size do you wear? Seven and three quarters. Seven and three quarters. All right. How about you, Tony? 
I don't understand this math. I wear a medium to large hat. (laughs) (laughs) So you've never bought a fitted cap, like a fitted baseball cap? No. Why? That's a fitted cap right now. That's a flex fit. We both know that. It's a flex fit. Yeah. Uh, Do you know why? Because then I don't have to figure out what size hat I have to buy. I just buy the flex fit one. (laughs) Okay. Well, flex fit is a relatively new thing. Like it used to be only snapbacks or. And then I bought one of those. And then I snapped it to the appropriate <laughs> size of my head. Yeah, I like yeah, snapbacks. Yeah. Seven and three quarters. I almost had a big old head. It depends on it depends on who make it, who makes it. But it's anywhere between seven and three eighths, and like seven and a half for me. Yeah, it's just I'm bald and I have a forever forehead, so it looks a lot yeah. better. It's like an optical I, illusion. I I just wear the big hat because I got a big old brain, dog. There That's you go. it right there. Mine says small to medium. There ain't no way, dog. <laughs> that motherfucker stretched out then, Tony. <laughs> With all that hair you got, like it's not even your head might not even be that big, but all that hair you got, that is more than a small medium size right there. I'm gonna let it's you not know. a lot of it's not a lot of hair. It's I'm it's really a, a lot of hair. <laughs> like I'm perplexed by it. It looks like Rapunzel to me. Are you fucking kidding? I, I mean, it's kind of like tangled, and I do have Pascal tattooed on my foot. Bingo. There you go. No, but yeah, dude, I, so because of that whole video Karina wants to do, I've been grabbing, like I had to text friends. Phrasing. No. All right. Sorry. Let me rephrase that. I, yeah, Jesus Christ. Because of that video Karina wanted to do, I've been grabbing. The teenage dirtbag one. Yeah. The oh, teenage yeah, yeah, dirtbag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, I don't have any photos of me as a teenager. I just don't. And like, I don't think my mom has any either. So I had to text like friends that I haven't talked to in years and been like, hey, do you still have those photos of us? Like from when we were teenagers? And one of my friends came through, my friend Megan, shout out to Megan, and she sent me the photos and I started looking. I'm like, God, I was a fucking douche. <laughs> like half the pictures I'm doing the shocker. Like what the Did you fuck? have frosted tips, sir? No, no they're not I, that I, teenage. I, yeah, I could have told you before, ahead of time before you asked that question, Rick didn't have frosted tips. I could just tell. The little bit I know about Rick as a person, he didn't have frosted tips. All right. There ain't no way. I had blue hair. Karina knows the story, but I'll tell it. So I was in eighth grade and, you know, from seventh to eighth grade, you go through those weird stages where you're testing shit out. And I decide, you know what? Like, I'm going to hang out with these kids at skateboard and listen to ICP. Fucking rad, dude. And uh, okay. yeah, we were hanging out and I was over at my buddy Mike's house and he's like, and I just bleached my hair like Eminem and just came out like I had bleached hair <laughs> and it was like Tony's length. And I parted it down the middle because we're talking like 1999. Yeah. You know what Duh. I mean? And uh, my buddy looks at me and goes, dude, no, it'd be awesome if we dyed half your hair blue and half of a green. I was like, you know what? That's a fucking amazing idea. Let's do it. You know what I mean? And it was a temporary stuff. So I'm thinking three days, it'll be out. No big deal. Well, my mom like fucking bleached my hair, like took it down. And I came home and she looked at me and she's like, what the fuck did you do? And I was like, don't worry, mom. It's just temporary. She's like, no, it's not you idiot. I took you down so far with that bleach, whatever that means. It's not temporary. Your hair is going to absorb all that. So she was right. I was wrong. I had half like this aqua green color over here and half like an electric (laughs) blue hair for about 
I don't know, a good three, four months till I got that shit cut. Oh, and then yeah. I had to do a high and tight <laughs> to get rid of well, it all. <laughs> well, if it makes you feel any better, Rick, at one point in my life, I used to have bangs and oh, I used to straighten them. Oh my God. <laughs> Classy. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the only way that story gets better is if you told me you drove like a 1987 Camaro with a T top. No, this was before I started driving, dude. This was yeah. like eighth grade. I was, I hit. believe it. But I ended up driving a 2002 Camaro with D-Tops. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I do adore the South. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, it gives We're us some special. great shit. Yeah. Special. <laughs> Look, and, and when I say the South, I don't really mean Florida. Like, Florida is its own That's thing. That's its own thing. Though, yeah. yeah. But We ain't talking to you, Florida. Florida's nice too, but y'all are fucking crazy. They're just crazy. Yeah. Like the fact that you have a game that you just put in your birthday and say Florida man and it gives you some weird ass crime <laughs> is fucking just on a different level. Yeah. Anyways, let's oh, do man. this fucking episode. Let's shall fucking we? go. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us at the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got another episode of the Challenge Trash Talk Roundtable where we're going to be going over the recap of Challenge USA Episode 9. Nevertheless, she persisted. I don't know why I put that in tone, but I did. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> um, thank you guys. Good night. No, I'm kidding. Um, as always, myself, Rick Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, that like we were saying right before you guys came in, that does all the work makes us sound good, does all the editing, put together that amazing CT interview. So we all applaud you for that. <laughs> and then we've got, join us for a second time, coming back, Corey Viator, yeah. who is now rethinking his <laughs> fandom to the Saints after all the shit we've been giving him lately. <laughs> I'm joking. He's not. He's going to ride with him, and I appreciate that dedication. <laughs> respect. <laughs> yes, respect. Uh, for those of you that have seen the Ollie G. <laughs> okay, that's enough of Corey. Mute him. <laughs> <laughs> and then, as always, we have Tony Stats and Info Lance coming in hot with all the facts and knowledge that we don't have. Plus a little bit of tidbits, a little fun facts geography, too. accents. Like we getting <clears throat> we getting taught tonight. Yeah. You you gonna learn you're gonna today. learn today. Yeah. yeah. Class is in session. <laughs> no, anyways, that was too soon. I'm sorry, I was trying to go, but I wasn't ready. Um anyways, guys, this episode was um, you know what? It was exactly was crazy. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be after watching last week's. Yeah. It was all the setup last week for the dominoes to start falling this week. Yes. And yep. to be honest, I'm not going to say I was surprised by any of it. Well, I was surprised by certain actions and edits. I don't like, all right, here, I'm just going to get this out there. I'm on the fence with Sarah. Like, I yes. really don't like the edit she's getting because I know she's getting the villain edit, right? Right. And the more I hear about a little bit of the backstory that we don't get on the show, um, as far as like, well, with Tony stats and info Lance, giving us the hot takes from other podcasts uh, that, you know, Sarah was dealing with her son having some issues and then also her work, which is an important job. Mm -hmm. You know, it puts a lot more things into context, but at the same time, 
you can only be edited so badly from screaming at every single person on the challenge to do what you want them Jesus to do. Crying. And they're not going to do it. Yeah. So there's my hot take right there. <laughs> Just putting that fucking out there. But Just it, starting off. <laughs> yeah. So Sarah on the fence. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You know what I mean? Really what it boils down to is I really want to get Sarah on here because I want to find out beyond the edit because the information we got from the exit interview with Cache mm-hmm. paints Sarah's a very different picture than the edit does. So and the same well, with Kayla's AMA or like Q and A or whatever it was. Yeah. I didn't catch that, but I did hear you guys talking about that. So yeah, that's like multiple people have said that Sarah is like one of the funniest, like chillest, most cool, like pre- people to hang out with in the house. It just fucking sucks. That we are not getting any of that because going strictly based off the podcast or I'm sorry, based off the podcast. No, based was, off our podcast with the facts. I was reading behind me right here where it says podcast as I was talking. Anyway, moving on. She'll read anything on the teleprompter. Anything. Based on the edit alone. As we've learned from the gorilla face. <laughs> Goodbye, San Diego. Based on the edit alone, like she's like insufferable you know what i mean and and so one dimensional like just this like cocky arrogant for no reason i'm better than everybody kind of vibe to her and it's just like that's all they're showing of her and so it's just like it sucks because i want to look at it objectively knowing that yes it's an edit and there's more that goes into her and she's more than just what they're showing on the edit but then at the same time, like sometimes it's fuck, it's hard. <laughs> it's damn. hard, man. It's but hard to you, look past. But do you think they can make someone seem so insufferable that's not? I mean, the thing is, is that like I try to remember that one that they're there for like six weeks filming, right? And throughout the entire season, let's say we end up with 14 episodes, you know, I'll even say 15 for fuck's sake, whatever. That's about 15 hours worth of footage that we see out of that whole six weeks. And for one person, we might see an hour's worth of footage of them throughout the entire season. You know, and I also know that when they go in for these confessionals and stuff, production will like kind of prompt them. them. Yeah, kind of prod them to try to get them to talk about certain things. And then you can notice in outfit changes and stuff like that, that the confessionals are not sequential in the order that they were probably filmed they're just placed where they need to be we've also been told this by numerous you know people on exit interviews and unplugs that like you know oh i didn't say that at the time that it was shown i actually said that three weeks earlier and they just used it here because it helps tell the story and so like i try to remember stuff like that that she may have only made these like cocky you know uh comments and her confessionals like seven, eight, nine times throughout the entire season, but that's the only ones that they show. And it's just those conversations that they show because they want to paint her that way. And so like, I try to remember all of that, but it's still just like, sometimes it's so hard, especially with like certain things that happen. And and we'll get into it because what I'm referring to is like way later in the episode, but. Stats and info. What was she like on Survivor? Was she insufferable? She was good on Survivor. Like, she, no, she wasn't. Like, the first season that she played, um, she got played by Tony. Yeah. Um, and I, f- I really think that that changed her game going forward because she was very trusting of Tony and sort of put like, she went all in on it. And then, um, 
she got burned by it. She came back and she played again. Um, she did a lot better, but she was a lot more cutthroat. And I think that that's really carried forward. I also think that because, and I know I said this when we were doing the accident interview, but I also didn't get a chance to listen to it. So I don't know if that was part <laughs> of the accident interview that we put out. Um, but that Tyson is very much getting the anti-hero edit yes. um, where he is that like that snarky kind of asshole, but he can back it up um, the same way that like a Wes or a Jordan or someone like that can. Um, and he's getting that kind of edit. So when you're looking at someone like that and specifically Tyson, if you look at the rest of the 27 people in the house, it really boils down to two as far as who you can paint as the villain. It's either going to be Ben or it's going to be Sarah because they're the two that have history with him from their show. They both um, memory serves. They both voted him out twice. I know that Sarah voted him out twice. Um, so yeah, like it, yeah. that's a built in like that's a built in rivalry, whether it was actually a full fledged rivalry or not. Um, and it seems that there was some animosity, but it also seems that they were actually sort of playing together, but not yeah. really. Neither one of them was all in on it. It's frustrating because I I can tell from everything else that's going on, like with exit interviews, like you said, stuff like that, that there is totally another side to Sarah. And you saw it a little bit on Survivor, but this edit is doing absolutely nothing for her. Right. Um, and like Corey said, like you can't manipulate an edit any more than stuff that's actually been said. Right. But there's context and other things that like, we're not totally privy to uh, that could be influencing it as well. I'm not, I'm not like massively on board with Sarah this season, the way that I have been in seasons of survivor. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it also has to do is like, she's gunning for people that I really like. So it, it's much harder to root for her when she's going against some of like my all time favorite players. Yeah, exactly. No, and, and I agree with that. And, you know, and, and uh, just kind of go into the Tyson thing really quick and then we'll start diving into talking about the episode. But I think the the a big difference with Tyson and Angela, uh, I'm sorry, Tyson and Sarah, too, is that, like you said, yes, he's kind of getting like the anti-hero, you know, edit where he's a dick and he's cocky and all of that. But he also gets good moments like you know, we saw yeah. him like we've seen him have really good moments with his partners and with other people in the house and being supportive and like all this stuff. Whereas like we do not see that at all with Sarah. And that to me is a little bit like that alone is suspicious because it's like she can't be like that to everybody in the house. Like so that bothers right. me that that the editors are doing this, doing her this bad. But again, you can't they can't just pull that content out of out of thin air. I just wish they would also show a little bit of the other side as well so that people kind of got to see like, yes, she is a cocky, you know, a hole. Um, but, you know, she does have some good qualities, you know. But yeah. so here's here's my thing is like, if you really think out of outside of this episode before this episode, what did Sarah really do? That was so bad. Pretend she ate a turkey leg, yeah. said she was the disrespect. That was sorry. That was so bad. Yeah, that made people dislike, you know, like it was the turkey like started it. it I yeah, think. it was just the always, and also like the ragging on Leo, too. Yeah, I think it was just the always the talking smack and not backing it up. And I, I, I 1000% believe y'all with edits, you know, they're going to put out what they want to put out with the confessionals. But 
the non-confessional part is right. what makes me, you know what I mean? Like the live action, what's really happening. And that's why I specifically said before this episode, because there's one, two things that happen that, yeah. that the edit can't, that, yeah, you can't, that's you can't not fake this. Yeah. And that's during the daily where she's screaming at these people to, basically fucking help her block Angela when they're all trying to win their own game. Like she's trying to tell Danny. Danny's trying to get Danny's into the fucking final. To, yeah. He's and, trying to still qualify him but, fucking self. And the second about, Go ahead. The second one was when her and Angela or Alyssa are talking at the bar and she yeah. Alyssa gets up and she oh, makes that yeah. face. And it's like, what are you fucking six? Yeah, but you talk about before this episode, but before this episode. Yeah. I mean it's just it, ah, it's just her in general. Like she just she talked like the episode before, right? With Leo going home, she talked about Angela hasn't proved herself. Yeah, she hasn't proved this. She's better than she says she is. Like that was the episode before. This yeah. Show. So it's just I don't know. That she's is just, a good point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. All right. Before we go down the rabbit hole of really I was gonna say, we just every pretty, little scene yeah. about Sarah, <laughs> which we are going to get into once we start getting into the daily and everything else. Yeah. This was a Sarah episode. Well, let's get let's get through this intro. But I didn't catch the intro part, to be honest. All I caught was the boat party. That's all it was. It started okay. out on the boat. They started out on the boat. Tony. Tony's got a smirk. There's yeah, so there's something that sort of goes to the edit as well, um, goes to how they can take something out of context and put it back into uh, present day. So the like the previously on that Ben did about how like nobody does their dishes, which yeah. obviously I'm assuming that Jordan would have loved to see that somebody else <laughs> is getting annoyed at people not doing the dishes. Yeah. Um, Sarah happened to ask me a question when the like when the previously on was starting and I paused it. And when I paused it, I was like, how long have they been sitting on this previously on? Because Cinco was on one side of Ben and X was on the other side of him. Oh, and like they have been around for half of the show. Oh, my oh gosh. That's Lord. crazy. Yeah. And it just so yeah. happened that like I paused it at just the right moment. And Ben was like holding up the dishes and Cinco was looking at him from one side and Xavier was walking into frame behind him. Oh, that's like, funny. OK, because initially I didn't I didn't recognize Xavier at first because he's wearing glasses. Uh-huh. And I thought like my first thought was. I can't believe they actually got like a crew member in the shot because I didn't yeah. recognize him as any of the players. And then I was like, no, that's Xavier, which means this is really old. And then I like panned over and was like, because that's Cinco. Yeah. <laughs> was, the, was the Kylan doppelganger there too? <laughs> oh. No, he wasn't. Was Wait, it Miguel <laughs> Villareva? Or I, I probably just I butchered know, that last but name. That but that was crazy. Anyways, yeah. Uh, if so, you guys yeah. haven't seen that, we'll post that later. But yeah, but uh, no, so it starts out on the boat, Dan. Yeah. And uh, it's, the, yeah. you know, Cache and Desi and Justine are like dancing and twerking and having a good time and Fab whatever. Five. And yeah, and they toast to the Fab Five, which is supposed to be Desi, Cache, Kayla, Sarah, and Justine. So it's like the five girls who are not named Angela or Alyssa. <laughs> they obviously never heard of what happened at Michigan University. Yeah. Shut up. Well, so like I told Rick, I missed like the first 10 minutes of the episode, right? Mm-hmm. And when I found out it's coming on, I watched it back. Like they did a Fab Five toast, like literally right next. Right in front Alyssa, of everybody. Right? Yeah. Like just showing all the cards right there. Like they were a couple feet apart. Well, we- Go ahead. No, you can. You can. I was going to say, like, 
I get like boasting about that and all that. And from what we've heard from the ex interview with Cache is like that was just they were joking around. Like it wasn't actually supposed yeah. to be an alliance. They were just like five yeah. girls. And so Cache just said it, not really knowing anything. And that then, little Love Island spice to it had to, had to throw a name on it. Like we're in Big yeah. Brother. Though. Yeah, right. Yeah, because I think Sarah had mentioned like, oh, we were the Fab Five. And then she Cache said cheers to the Fab Five. Yeah. And then everyone was like, don't say that. Yeah. yeah, but Angela and all them had already heard it. But I did find um, Angela's quote because she heard it. So then it like cuts to this like confessional uh, with Angela. And she is like, you know, Sarah has been a whole lot of bark and no bite. So before you call yourself fabulous, you should probably worry about qualifying for the final. And I was just like, <laughs> coming with a heat, Angela. Damn, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> Which I think was recorded later because oh, Ben yeah. was apparently one of the very few people who heard them actually call themselves a Fab Five. Yeah. And then he went back and he was like, these guys are talking about being the Fab Five and like yeah. having a, a side alliance. And then that's what spread through the house was Ben had heard it. And I guess he said it to like either Angela or Alyssa or something like that. And it sort of just like permeated through the house and became the Fab Five. Right. So so the way I understand things um, from, you know, just from us talking to challengers and stuff is that there's a weekly schedule. Right. So they'll say like Mondays, you guys have, you know, daily challenges. And then, you know, Wednesdays are eliminations and then you know, Fridays are confessional days. And then you just come in on those confessional days and then they just ask you like, okay, um, you know, how did you feel during this part of the daily chat? Like whatever, like they'll prod you and prompt you with certain questions to get you talking about. And then obviously they just cut and clip and whatever. And so there's, so th- most of the confessionals that you'll hear are like, you know, even though they're inserted in the middle of the daily or in the middle of the situation, they were definitely recorded afterward so yes yeah. i i do agree with you on that i did notice that uh when ben was talking about that he did pretty bluntly go i don't really trust what sarah's doing and if she it messes up my game she's on her own which is like well he said she's rounding yeah. up all the cash like she's rounding up all the girls with all the cash and stuff which i'm like but you're not because you're you're excluding the two richest girls in the game yeah it's just weird i don't have that and i mean everybody info, but... other everybody other than sarah would be considered someone with cash at that point. Yeah, that is true. Well, and I just, and I know I said this like in our chat, and I think I may have also said this in the exit interview, but this whole idea of like the Fab Five, like, why, why is it all females? Like, you guys didn't think to try to pull in any males into your like alliance because I don't know. I know they said it's not supposed, it wasn't supposed to be an alliance, whatever, but they started to try to play it like one, especially in this daily. You know, and they were all making yeah. confessionals about how, you know, they could if they would have done this, would have done that. But it's like not at one point. Did you guys think about pulling a couple of guys in with you? Yeah, well, and, that's what Alyssa said. Yeah, you didn't just, care about the guys at all, which is so weird to me, because it's like if you are have ever watched the challenge before, the chances that you are going to work with a fine a, a partner in the final and that partner be of the opposite sex is like 95 fucking percent of finals in challenge yeah. history because even when they're individual like invasion of the champions you switch partners at different stages throughout so like either way you're typically going to work with a partner of the opposite sex so why would you not think about trying to i just i don't get it i don't get it at all but yeah 
what I really liked though was uh, the part where Justine was doing her confessional about Angela. Yeah, she yeah she said um, just sprinkle a little bit. Of this. She said God Porter did a splash of brilliance, a splash of athleticism, and then he got tired and just said, you know, fuck it, put a little bit of everything in there. And she's like, and you got to go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. man. <laughs> like, I think that says a lot when, you know, someone that's not in your quote unquote Fab Five Alliance and you're still paying them the compliment that like you're the most badass player in here, which she's kind of proven herself to be thus yeah. far. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's the one to beat. Also, I just want to point out in that same conversation where it's Justine and Desi talking outside and like Desi's like, you know, going in on Angela because of like her diamonds and shit. Like, and she's like, she does, she obviously doesn't need the money with all those diamonds she's wearing. And I'm just thinking in my head, I'm like, you know, that those are her, like, it's her business, right? Like she owns a jewelry company and the jewelry that she's wearing on the challenge, she's advertised, like it's her shit that she sells. It's not like she's just out here, like fucking buying herself fucking diamonds all the time. Like, I'm gonna anyway, be, I'm that gonna was s- just my only thought on that. And I just wanted to put that out there because I don't know if everybody even knows that Angela has like Angela and Tyler. Have this, like, yeah, they have yeah. this really successful jewelry company. Not I'm going to say something. Non-chain. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll link it down below for you guys. If you guys want to check it out, it's um they have some affordable stuff and then they have some not so affordable stuff, <laughs> but <laughs> it's affordable for someone. Yeah, I'm going to say something violently American real quick. I don't care how much money is in my bank account. I want more money in my bank account. Okay. Thank you. Like what kind of, I just, yeah. I don't get that mindset of like, Oh, she obviously doesn't need money. Cause she has diamonds. Like, yeah. The well, the thing about Angela is, I mean, it's a pro and a con is Angela. She's never, she's not going to fake it. Like yeah. she's not going to fake the relationship and she's just going to do what she's got to do. Like she's not going to fake it and pretend to be like, Oh, I'm on your side. Yes. She's not going to do that. She's like, I'm not on your side or I am on your side. And that's it. Yeah. You got to respect that. Like, I I respect it. She plays it a straight game. And it's the same way she did in Big Brother, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. She doesn't. She doesn't play that fake shit. I I truly think that Angela is incapable of being fake to people like she just she's not. She doesn't know how to do that. And I don't blame her. Like, I'm not good at that shit either. Like. (laughs) <laughs> the best part about this one to me was finding out about the Danny and Dom kind of like partnership yes. and like how they didn't know each other outside of the show. Yes. But yet now they've become really close friends in this show. So um, and they're like each other's one and two. I think Desi's like the third in that like trio right there, which she is a very she's inner number two. But. She thinks she's two with Danny, but she's it's a she's trio. Really, but yeah. nonetheless, it's an interesting trio that's inside of that other big uh, brother girl survivor men's alliance. Yes. You know what I mean? It was cool hearing Dom saying, look, whatever we have to do to get you to win the final or win the daily. Win the daily. You, so you get, get in money. the final, yeah. you know. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. So after the Danny and Dom conversation with them becoming a pair, we go right into the daily they walk into this huge soccer stadium. We find out it seats about 60,000. R- Rossing, uh, Rossing football stadium. Bingo. Surprise. Tony didn't hit us with that oh. one. Uh, Danny uh, gets a confessional. Wanted to give it to Karina. Oh, I pre- that's, you know, <laughs> sharing's caring. Uh, Danny has a little confessional where he's uh, talks about how he's reminded of his playing days being yeah. in a stadium that big, which is pretty cool. Um, and then uh, uh, basically, uh, TJ lets us know the name of this game is going to be Connect Four. They collect have, four or collect four. I'm sorry, yeah, I read it wrong. But they have these giant maps or mats with squares in them, 
and they have to go up into the stadium, race all over, find the the basically the token that's about what probably two feet in diameter, three feet in diameter. It's, it's a big one, yeah. And then it has a specific color that's correlated for your mat, and you have to do con- connect four. But the caveat to that is the other people out there can block you and keep so you the, from getting. Yeah, the other four. side of your token is one side has your color and your symbol, whatever. And then the other side ha- is just black. So if you want to block somebody, you can take you can flip your piece over and go put it on anybody's board, male, female. It doesn't matter. Anybody's board. Um, put your black piece facing up or your black side facing up. And that is considered like a block. Um, and so they can't put a piece there or anything. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then first to connect four, uh, first for the males wins, and then last for the females loses, goes straight to elimination. Yeah. Boom. Look, <laughs> I'm gonna just jump right into this. Um, actually, you know what? No. Rewind. Take a step back. Tony, can you tell me about Tyson's confessional about how he talks about being the uh, richest guy in the house? Do you remember that part? I. Do you mean like with Enzo? Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Because Enzo doesn't have more money than him. Thank you. That that was what I was thinking. So he said it. He said it in the episode, and then he also said it in the podcast. The only and I I don't get it because he said that Enzo has more money than him, which burns him a little bit. But he's gonna let it slide. This that's what he said in like the podcast. Mm-hmm. But then I was I looked at my my coin counter that I had written last week. I was like, did I screw that up? Because like I've got Enzo as like five grand less than Tyson. Right. And yeah. then I waited for t- I basically stopped paying attention to the episode and just watched for Enzo to have a confessional because now they have the money counter in the corner. Mm-hmm. He has 11,000 and Tyson is 16,000. So I don't actually know what he's talking about. That's so weird. But one thing I did want to say, though, on um, on Tyson's podcast, he said that with the like with the tokens and everything, you could drop three and then you had to use the black one on somebody else. You had to you can drop three and then you had to block one. Oh, so you couldn't just go straight, get your four and be done. You had to block somebody. Um, Tyson actually asked production if he could block himself. And they were like, why would you do that? And he's like, well, because I want to block myself somewhere. It's going to be inconsequential. But so it looks like somebody tried to block me. So they leave me alone. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, no, you can't do that. Oh, that's smart. He He threw his on cash's mat because it was literally the closest one to the entrance to the stairs right so we just ran out threw it on hers ran back in to get another one yeah that's smart i did also like his confessional though where he talks about how he's the richest guy yeah in the so house. he says uh, i like to be the richest one in the room that's why i go to cheap restaurants mm. <laughs> that one too yeah that fucking got me um yeah. but all right so look i'm gonna just dive into this the strategy that the fab five had was completely None. flawed from the fucking they didn't, have a, they didn't even have a strategy there, it wasn't strategy they were all they were five independent people. Yes. Like, why wouldn't you like why wouldn't you just go, hey, you three try to win this. Us two will try to block them. So one of or, them. Yeah. Like, well, and we talked to Cache about this and even she said it in the exit interview for, you know, obviously, you know, looking back and, you know, you would change so many things, whatever. But even she pointed out, like, if they would have just picked one person from the Fab Five and say, let's say just Desi, Desi right, Desi, mm-hmm. you're going to win today. The other four of us, we're going to go just make it fucking rain on Angela and Alyssa's boards so that they can't play like and they would have murdered this whole fucking challenge. Desi would have won. 
Angela or Alyssa would have ended up losing and and going straight to elimination. And then Desi and them could have thrown in the other one and they would have had to go against each other. Like, and then Kayla that said she said that like at the beginning, she's like, I'm looking over. I'm looking over for eye contact and nobody. Yeah. Nobody had it. Yeah. She said nobody's getting it. Because they weren't on. They weren't an alliance. They were five people. Yeah. They were five independent people that are all friends that are all wanting each other to be at the end. But that's like the the extent of it as far as like a solid plan goes. I don't I don't know, man. And here's my thing with it, too. Like Cache had that had that confessional where she was like, you know, I really want to help. You know, I really would like Sarah to be able to like make it to the final. I want to help her try to make it to the final or qualify for the final. And I'm just sitting there. I'm thinking, I'm like, look, I know that she's your friend and everything. But why would you want a fucking marathon runner like Sarah in the final? Because regardless of how she's been performing in the dailies, someone like Sarah and what she does, like she's built for a final. Why would you want somebody like that? to compete against like i love you and you're my friend and shit but like i can't go against yeah. you well and i don't really get angela and Alyssa's strategy going into this as well like why go after and try to force sarah into elimination sarah wants to go into an elimination because she's gonna she, she's gonna put herself in elimination anyway though like yeah. she's gonna she she's gonna volunteer to go in no matter what so why wouldn't she want to win so you could control who she goes against yeah, and that's that's a good point. Like, why wouldn't you like you could still block they have all the guys? Yeah, understandable. But you could say, you know what? I want Sarah and Desi to go in. But yeah. it's like it's like okay, put CT in elimination no matter what. You know, you like you want a strong player to get elimination no matter what. However way you can get that to happen, you know, that's a good point. Get them in there. Get them in there. Hopefully they lose. But the only question I have is: so you could only put on your squares. Or you can block, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like Dom obviously wanted to help Danny, but it's like he couldn't help Danny connect four, right? Right. That's not the thing. Right. You only so you okay. have, they're all color coded. So you okay. can you can only put your tokens on your mat for like the colored ones. Yeah. But then you can block somebody okay. else's. Right. right. <laughs> I did find it hilarious that Angela and Alyssa did decide that they're gonna block Sarah, and then Sarah just has a complete fucking meltdown. Meltdown. Oh, oh my, my god. She was pissed. She made it through a commercial break and still had a meltdown. <laughs> oh my she god. Was, <laughs> she was trying to pull all the guys into it. And like her first sign should have been the fact that even Ben wasn't helping her. Cause like Ben was like, I'm not gonna sabotage anyone because I don't want to get caught like playing in between the lines here. You know, because that's kind of what yep. he's doing right now. He's still kind of playing with Sarah a little bit, but he's part of this, you know, big alliance with the survivor guys and the BB girls. But, you know, and she's just like yelling at everybody. And like we said earlier, even Danny, who is trying to qualify himself, why would he freaking help you go to freaking block Angela and Alyssa when he's trying to win himself? Like, well, I just that, uh, that's what it's like, you know, edit makes makes it seem a certain way. But ain't no edit gonna make it seem like she was like, "Hey, sacrifice all of y'all games for my game <laughs> for me right now." Yeah, for me specifically. And that's and here's what blows my mind is she wants to go into elimination anyways. Yeah, what is yeah. the big fucking deal? Like, who cares? Well, she yeah, like she wants to go into elimination anyway. She feels that if any one of the quote unquote Fab Five are 
in control that she'll get who she wants anyway. So I, I, I was really struggling to see why, I mean, obviously it's an issue because you're coming in last. And if you're somebody who always wants to win, then that's going to be a struggle in and of itself. Yeah. But I was, I was really having a hard time figuring out why it mattered. If she was planning on going in anyway, she was saying like, she, at one point she basically said like towards Angela and Alyssa, why would you want me to be in the bottom when I'm going to volunteer myself to go in anyway? But it's also like Angela and Alyssa don't want to be in the bottom. And if there's a perceived alliance of five against two, then the best thing that the two of them can do is gang up on one of them and just like ride it out. I just want to say, I just want to say you have your hand up. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say it was so ridiculous of Sarah to say Alyssa and Angela are coming after me and teaming up on me and I don't respect it. When she Thank had you. her and four other girls was the plan to team up against them and it didn't work out. Like, well, yes. uh, yeah, dude. And that's, that's the part that gets me is like, you're going to go in anyways. And them specifically targeting you is keeping them from getting a connect four, which wins the fucking game. Yeah. So they are giving someone in your alliance the opportunity to win, which is what happens really fucking quickly. Because why Sarah is still yelling at every single other person. Desi fucking wins for the women. So here, here's my thing with it. And this is this is purely, purely speculation. I have no idea how true this is. Whatever, whatever. I honestly feel like Sarah's reaction and like kind of ordering everyone out, ordering everyone around to help her like knock Angela or Alyssa out, whatever. I think it was purely pride because she's so hard against like Angela right now. And she wants to like be better than Angela in this game. And so for these two girls and her to have all these alliance members, quote unquote, alliance members for the Fab Five. And it's just Alyssa and Angela like that's that is a a hit to the pride, right? When she loses to both of them because none of her alliance is helping her. So I really think her reaction was like really pride based and ego based. Like, yes, she wanted to beat them so she could say, ha ha, your stupid plan didn't work. But obviously it didn't work in her favor. You know, so I mean, just, I, I just it's just weird. Nothing tops like when she's telling like Danny to block Angela and Alyssa. And he tell- just looks at her like the fuck I am. Well, and even Dom, she's like screaming at Dom. She's like, take it. And he's like, OK, like, I'll you know, but I got to help Danny, too. You know, I'm trying. And he even yeah. says in his confessional, he's like, Danny is my number one priority that I'm trying to help get into the final. You know, which he does. He goes down and he starts blocking David because David was actually ahead of Danny at a point. And then Dom goes down and drops like, I think, one or two black pieces on David's board, like back to back. And it allowed Danny to take the win for the guys. And yeah, that's fucking awesome. First of all, that Danny got to, you know, win this daily in the football stadium, you know what I mean? All of that. And then the whole story, you know, about his dad and everything like that was just and the cu- color thing with the blue and just it was awesome. I loved yeah. that for him. But it was like, I, I don't know, the just the whole Sarah thing, expecting like everyone to help her all of a sudden was just like yeah. too much. Sacrifice everyone's game, everyone's game yeah. for her. Just real quick. And even Kayla 
was saying it's smart to know that the best strategy is just to have someone from our side win. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, and look, I, I hate to put it this way, but Kayla's like the litmus test of like challenge intelligence, right? To me, like, yes, she just reads the game really well. And we've said this over and over. So yeah. when she's saying this, maybe she should be the fucking brain of the operation on this you would a, think. quote unquote alliance. Anyways. That's all I gotta say about that. Okay. Yeah. I would I would just like to say that I think that it's absolutely fantastic that um two very crucial moments in Danny's games, both on Survivor and on the challenge, um, he won very important challenges mm. um with the memory of his dad. Aww. Oh, that's in cool. Survivor in Survivor, he he had this like really amazing moment. Um, on the show of like coming to terms with everything with his dad and everything like that. And he went on to win the immunity challenge at like at that, like in that episode at that oh. time. Um, and then when, when this started coming in, like being layered into his confessionals and stuff today, like in this episode, all I wanted, I did not care how anybody else placed. All I wanted was for Danny to win the day. Yeah. And I, I think it's really cool. Um, and it's probably like really, uh, really meaningful for Danny as well to be able to have like those two big moments in basically the two shows that he's been on. Yeah. Both surrounding his father. Yeah. That's and, so cool. And real quick, I want to correct you. Danny and Kiki won. Yes. Not just yeah. Danny. Okay. <laughs> so Danny true. and Whoa. Kiki won. We qualified, she said on Twitter. We qualified. Let's fucking go. I was yeah. like, yes, Kiki. I am so here for them. And I'm so happy Danny won because like, I really like Danny. Like I literally there's there's people on the show where like I liked them in the beginning and then I don't like them now or I didn't like them in the beginning, but I like them now or even people that I've gone through like waves with. Right. Where like some episodes I like them, some episodes I don't. There has not been a single moment with Danny that I have not liked him. Not one single moment. And so like I have been pulling hard for him all season to win a daily or eliminate however he needed to do it. And get qualified to get into TJ's final. And he fucking did it. And I was just like, I was legit so fucking happy to see him win this one. I was going to say, Danny seems like such a genuine guy. He seems like such a good guy. I want to say that. But uh, if he didn't play for the Dallas Cowboys, he might have won sooner. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Still holding on to those 90s. That's all I'm saying. Ouch. (laughs) What were you going to say, Tony? So I was going to say um, on Tyson's podcast, he had mentioned a moment between him and Danny because he said like Danny, he was really close with Danny. And like he realized that he and Danny could joke around and like they got each other. Yeah. Um, he's like, so it, he said it. And I actually like I went back and listened to it again because it was such like a, a pitch perfect moment of production was telling them something. And it was like the fourth time that production was trying to tell the group this thing. And the guy, the whoever it was in production was like, this is the last time that I'm going to tell you guys. And then he said it again. And Tyson waited until he was done and then raised his hand. And then the production guy was like, yeah, what? He's like, Danny asked me to ask you if you could repeat that because he didn't hear you. And Danny was like, why are you going to throw me under the bus like that? And in that moment, Tyson said that he knew that like Danny and him had that give and take of being able to joke back and forth. And I was like, I want to see that moment. And like, I know that we would, we would not see that moment because it also involves production. Right. But it's such a, like, it's such a great moment that 
also would explain a lot more like of their relationship throughout the show, because there are a lot of moments where like they're in lockstep, but you don't see it. Right. And like, it's the same with Ben and Sarah, where they're having, they had those dual confessionals where it was like, I don't really like what Ben's doing. I don't really like what Sarah's doing. But then like two episodes prior, they actually legitimately had a falling out and we're on rocky ground, but we never saw that. So to the best right. of our knowledge, they're still totally tight. And then all of a sudden they're talking about how they don't like what the others doing. And it just seems like out of left field a little bit. Yeah, it definitely did feel weird. So I'm going to be honest to me. The best part of this episode is when Angela finally knocks Sarah out of the game. Yeah. And DJ blows the air horn and announced Sarah's knocked out and Sarah looks down and it's Angela and she gives her the thumbs up and just fucking <laughs> keeps walking. I was like, fuck, yes. And it's like it's it's such a shit talking move without being any part of shit talking. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, it's almost as bad as like if someone cut you off in traffic and or you cut someone off in traffic and instead of them like honking and flipping you off, they just pulled up next to you and looked at you and gave you the fucking thumbs down. Yeah, right. <laughs> and it'd be like, fuck, bro. Yeah, I did fuck up that one. Yeah, boo on you. Yeah. But Sarah, I think I think my favorite part was was uh, when TJ and, you know, brought everybody back down, obviously lined them all up for their fucking shot, whatever. And, uh, you know, announces that, you know, Danny and Desi won the won the daily challenge. And unfortunately, Sarah came in last place and he goes, so, Sarah, I'll see you in the final. And Sarah replies to him and she's like, yeah, this is great. Like, this is the best. And she's like, you know, Desi's got my back and uh, I'm going to get who I want. And then it cuts to like a confessional from Danny. And he's like, I don't know why she thinks she's going to just get her way like that, because this takes two. And I was like, oh, man, there's going to be some conflict in this one i can already see it. and they're being overconfident what do you mean <laughs> and karina meant elimination not final oh uh, yes i'm sorry in the elimination yes, just wanted yeah. to make sure that nobody was confused on that one but yeah no way overconfidence it, <laughs> that's like sarah's middle name in this game is Over i have yeah. hubris and i shouldn't <laughs> yeah well look look i drive i drive my company truck all day long and when someone cuts me off and they upset me I'll just give them a thumbs up because what are they going to do? They're going to call my work and be like, your guy gave me a thumbs up. Right. Yeah. So this is like, yep. Thanks, bud. Yeah. You're awesome. I yeah, see you. You, you dick. <laughs> After uh, Danny basically thinks it's funny, like Karina was saying, that Sarah thinks she's going to get her wh whoever she wants. Yeah. Um, we go back to the house. Man, and no, we don't. Okay. So I'm not bad. We have to take Where our do we break. go? Oh, that's right. We do go on a break for a quick, what, 30 to 90 how seconds? Many, I'm sorry. How many weeks we've been doing this? <laughs> They'll go back to the house. We'll go to this ad from Anchor. Anchor break. Hell Let's yeah, go. Anchor is the best. Doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo. Doo -doo. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, so, uh, and by joining us, I mean waiting, waiting through that for unbearable that ad. ad to get through. And by unbearable, I mean the greatest ad you've ever heard <laughs> in the history of Adam. Ad, ad, them. At A D hyphen D O M. Ad, Dom. I don't know. It's, yeah. a dom it's better than ad sub. Anyway, <laughs> see what I did. There? I mean, on. unless you were subscribing to it, yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. You but should. you should do that. You should. And you should yeah. also check out Anchor because it's fucking free. And the dot best FM, are, dot, yeah. not dot com, dot FM. Yeah, because the best things in life are, are free. So. Oh, my God. Anchor anyway. keeps us in place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't let us float out into the unbeknown to us. The unbeknown? <laughs> I'm surprised Anchor even allows us to fucking read ads for them. I'm going to be honest. It's because they didn't you, hear it. I can't yeah. tell you guys how many how many takes he took on that ad, Anchor. And the only reason I can't tell you is because it, I don't remember. It was a lot. It was a lot. Though. <laughs> like <laughs> The reason I can't tell you? I have no idea. Just let that marinate. I have no idea. I stopped. I stopped counting after a while. It's just Shoot. like, okay, start over. <laughs> start over. Start over. <laughs> Maybe we should separate the sexes. Or I'm, oh, shut up. I remember when I used to, like, when I used to work with the radio station, there were, there were times where, like, I would record a 30-second break, like, 50 times because I would start it and just do it wrong yeah. and just keep going back. And I'd mess up the, like, mess up the artist or just stumble over my words. Yeah. Because, of course, like, I wrote all my own ad breaks and stuff like that. And sometimes I post on um, social media and be, like, get people to submit stuff. And then rifle through them at like as I went. And sometimes I could do it in one and I could like blast through like two hours of breaks in like 10 minutes. But then there are other times where it'd take me like 20 minutes to do a single break. <laughs> Dude, at my last job, I had to record like Facebook videos for the company. Like, oh, we're going to be doing a giveaway for yeah. blah, blah, blah. And like sometimes I'd be sitting there and it would take five minutes to knock out like two 30 second ads and then other times it would be exactly that five hours to do two ads because i would just fucking delete no 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 that's not right the lighting's not right is there a booger is that a booger oh no it's it's a a silver nose hair let me push that one back up in there and try this again (laughs) just like sarah's gonna try again later in this episode to go against a guy in elimination i'm kidding that was a couple episodes ago Ignore me if you don't believe me. Google that shit. Google that shit. Um, but, yeah, yeah no. she tried so hard though. She, she did. did. She yeah, but she gave it a solid. Like effort. Sarah, Gr- like Sarah Grayson didn't exist. Let's ignore Sarah Grayson. <laughs> Jesus, right? no woman's ever beaten a man. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. She's unsufferable. Do your research. Yeah, don't be ignorant. Google that shit, people. The ignorant. Don't be ignorant. I've heard that one in a minute. Um. Anyway, so after the daily, we get to the house. Um, and they jump right into deliberation. Yeah. And, and Sarah's like, "Well, I don't really know how to go about this." So, Desi, do you want to kind of help out you, since you, your experience? Since your experience. Yeah. I was like, like, "What?" And then Desi was just like straight in from like Sarah Rice. Like, well, why don't you tell us how you feel? <laughs> How does that make you feel? Yeah, that yeah. was it. Which was what Ben did last week with Enzo. Yeah. Right, yeah. But, but, oh, sorry, go ahead. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. Um, anyway, so Sarah says, like, you know, obviously she wants to go get some Coke flavored Sprite. A Coke, Coke flavored. I yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, Sarah says, you know, she obviously wants to go and get someone with some money so she can get to the final. Ideally, she wants to go against Angela. And it's like, no, you don't. Yeah. And if it's no. not Angela, she wants Alyssa, which yeah. is fair. It's fair. More I'm not going to argue Angela. that. I'm yeah. not going to argue that because, look, without going into what the daily was, if she would have took Angela down there, it would have been bad news bears for Sarah. I feel like Angela would have won. Yeah. Those long but ass legs. They gave her a layup. You know, she didn't quote unquote want a layup. They yeah, gave her one. Blah, blah, blah. They said, here you go. It's like, 
it's like Danny said, like you have to take emotion, put emotions aside. Yep. You want to qualify for the final and you want to come back to the house. Well, and then she's like, oh, I'm comfortable with either one of them. I feel like it could be either one of them. No problem. And it's like, dude, no, you can't. Like you have consistently underestimated Angela all season long. And I know you don't like her, but you have to credit her credit where credit is due. And she's been kicking ass. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't have to. Sorry. I was just going to say you don't have to like someone to acknowledge that they're good at something. Yeah. I just also want to know, like edits right edits they don't show everything <laughs> how in the f did danny finesse that so how did he get angela and Alyssa safe both of them how when they were so strong on one of those two danny, um, yeah yeah uh, go ahead stats and info <laughs> so danny went to dom danny went to tyson and i know he went to Alyssa. i think he went to angela as well basically to, to like get them to talk to Desi, mm-hmm. get them to like have that conversation, kind of explain the Alliance, everything like that, why she may have been left out of the conversation. Um, but the other side of it too, is that, and we got this a little bit from uh, Cache's exit interview. Um, her and Desi didn't talk game. They didn't trust each other. They didn't really play like together at all at any point during the game. So it wasn't that tough of a sell once they kind of, my understanding at least is like once they got through to to Desi in the sense of like, this is the best Alliance for us moving forward uh, because her and her and Danny have played together for the, for the entirety of the game. Right. So once they got to the point where it was just like cash is the best option, then she didn't really have a vested interest in keeping cash in the game. Right. So here's my thing. I think they just, they should have never, Danny should have never said we had started an alliance and used it as a past tense. What he should have said is, look, yeah. I just got talked to by Dom that Angela and Alyssa are trying to partner up with all of us Survivor guys and you. They want uh, you three to be in the final and then they want to work with us Survivor guys to be in the final. Right. And then that way we can do this. And make it like a it's it's starting to form right now as opposed Correct. to yeah. it's already been formed. Yeah. And the, because mm-hmm. Desi's big thing wasn't this alliance. It was being left out of the alliance when yep. it was originally yep. formed. And yep. so she they should have finessed it a little bit better. But I understand in the heat of the moment, multiple moving pieces, shit happens. And maybe they did. And we just yep. saw a different type of edit. Right. Right. No, I agree. And she's super level headed too. So like if you give Desi a situation and explain it in a way that makes sense for Desi's game, mm-hmm. then she's going to roll with it. Like that's she's super level headed when it comes to like this sort of gameplay I and agree. she's able to roll with the punches. It surprised me that she was telling Danny though like if Angela's in this final, I might as well quit at the starting line cuz I'm not beating yeah. her. Yeah. Like because Desi's not a runner. She's not a long distance runner, as I think was was her main point with that. But it's they're not running twenty six miles. They're from everything that we we've don't been, know. Everything that we've talked to these people about outside of Dirty Thirty, most of their runs are like a five mile interval, is what we've all been told from All Stars to the last few finals on the flagship. Yeah, it's but, not like they're and they might run 20 to 25 miles over a two day period, mm-hmm. but it's broken up too with kayaking, eating pig face and balls, blood, whatever the fuck. But yeah, I don't know. I, 
I just feel like Desi's in the kind of shape that if she wanted to get endurance, it would not take her long to build up the ability to run five miles. Yeah. I'm, that's well, just Dom said opinion. it best. Dom said there is no one like there's no one in this game that you should fear. Yeah. Like you are completely competent to win against anyone that's left yeah. in this game. And, I agree. And how many times have we seen finals come down to someone turning over a kayak or not being able to do a puzzle? It necessarily doesn't always come down to the running. Like mm-hmm. Johnny's all stars too came down to a fucking puzzle or a math problem in opening up a safe. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Um, anyways, that's a really deep dive on that one. Sorry. I got passionate about it for a second. I can tell. So anyway, yeah, we, we get into the, uh, the club, which we haven't seen like a club scene in a while, but it's nice to know that they're still doing them. I know that people have been saying in like exit interviews and stuff that they're still happening, but we don't fucking see that shit. But anyway, we got one that we got one this week and it was, It was absolutely wild, but I understand why they put the club scene in this episode, but it literally starts off with Sarah and Alyssa sitting down like Alyssa or Sarah sitting down. Alyssa approaches her and, you know, is like trying to talk to her, basically tell her like, hey, look, it's nothing personal. You know, this is just game like whatever. And, you know, Sarah doesn't give a shit. And she pretty much tells her, like, you know, I'm not going to be fake. And I did tell, you know, Danny and Desi that I want you. And I did. I said Angela's name and I said your name. And, you know, and so Alyssa was like, OK, well, you know, cool, whatever. And then she cheers, cheers her and she stands up and starts walking away. And Sarah fucking turns <laughs> towards Aunt Alyssa as Alyssa's walking away. And she makes this like. Sick, yeah, just like third grade, like fuck it. I just, yeah, I don't, I couldn't, can't even explain it. You guys have seen the episode, so you know what it is. But it was literally just like in that moment, I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now, (laughs) Sarah? Like, how old are you?" Yeah, from the thirty thousand foot view on this, like they're really zoomed out without even getting into Sarah being a child during this. How fucking useless was this conversation? Like, what was what was the end goal of this conversation? Like, I think Alyssa was just cool. No, cool. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know why, because of the type of like, obviously, like the type of way that Sarah is playing the game. I think Alyssa was just trying to like smooth it out so that Sarah didn't feel like personally attacked. And I understand that we see that happen a lot in the game, you know, in many seasons. But the problem is, is that Sarah is taking things personal in this game. She's been doing it since the day that Tyson sent her down, which I'll, I'll that was a cash little sent bit, them down. That was a little bit personal. <laughs> yeah. Cash, <laughs> but you cash know, but sent them same, down because Sarah didn't said that Leo wasn't a good partner. Exactly. You know, yeah. Quit defending Tyson. <laughs> Tony. But, no, it was like it's it's been said and it was in the episode. Cash also said in the next episode that it was all Tyson's idea and put every fucking ounce yeah. of blame on Tyson and said that he said, This is what you do. You get close to people and then you cut them. I was like, yeah. Sounds like something but, Tyson would say. Un- unrelated, like, why is this the first like I feel like night out that we've seen? In a like while. Since like week two. Yeah. Yeah. It's we weird. So yeah. Why? Because we've heard that it's been happening. Like they mm-hmm. do this somewhat regularly. And yeah. I don't know I, I, why. I just don't get My that guess part is of like, it. it's probably just a matter of like the algorithm for one that took like a good two or three minutes of every episode. But then I guess if the conversation that's happening at the club is sort of duplicated at the house, 
then they probably don't bother to switch locations. Yeah. I guess. My guess. Like, it's just but weird. Since the algorithm's gone away, they've gone back to the club. Yeah, that's true. Um, I did like that we really saw Danny and Dom doing the full court press on Desi at this point because it becomes apparent that Desi is going to kind of side with Sarah and give her who she wants where Danny's like, no, no, yeah. we're not doing that. It's not going to be Angela or Alyssa. He's really writing hard for this, yeah. which is smart because if Angela goes down there and comes back, Angela's going to turn around and be like, all right, Danny, go down there. Well, and not only this, I, I yeah. want to say this really quick just because like i know you know obviously we know that like angela and Alyssa become an absolute no-go for danny and you know obviously we'll get into it here in a minute but you know danny ends up getting desi to kind of work with him and they end up going a different direction but danny's been taking a lot of heat online for this and i just want to say like why wouldn't danny want angela to stay okay because yeah. again the yeah. chances that you are going to run in this final with a partner throughout the final or at some point in the final is very, very high because that's how the challenge does shit. So why would he not want to keep Angela around? Like she's hey. one of the strongest girls to have in a final. So why wouldn't he want to keep her? And I get why the girls want to get rid of Angela. She's again, she's one of the strongest. They don't want to compete against yeah. her. But like, why would I just don't get where they're like, oh, yeah, Daniel will be fine with this. But also, Danny, like, I could be wrong. Never met Danny. Haven't spoken conversation with him. But, but Danny doesn't seem like the type of guy that it's like he's going to protect someone that he doesn't, like, respect or care right. about. Like, yeah. Right. He doesn't yep. seem to have fake relationships. You know, like, I agree. if yeah. he's protecting Angela and Alyssa, it means he believes in them. They're friends. And yep. he cares about them. And I that, agree. That's yep. my thing with him. Like he's not going to go die on that hill unless he believes in it. Yeah. And people can be mad all yep. they want, but that's Look, just Yeah, and at the end of the day, Danny's got to bring he's got to try to bring home that money for Kiki. <laughs> and he knows, like Karina said, the best chance he has to bring home that money with to Kiki is to run the final with Angela as a partner over Cache. Yeah, like it's just it's yep. it's just what makes sense, you know, for him. Like it, that's just what it is, you know, and it, what I actually found really interesting about this bar scene and all these conversations is when Sarah, Desi, Kayla, and I believe it was it was either. Ka yeah, it was Cache. Justine wasn't there, um, but they're all sitting at the table and they're talking and Sarah tells Desi, she's like, you need to k take control. You need to go up and say, be like, hey, motherfucker, it, these are your choices. Yeah. It's Angela or it's Alyssa. Who do you want? We're tired of you guys putting the women in the backseat like you've been doing all season. These are your choices. This is it. Pick, you know, and I'm like, mm, Danny doesn't really yeah. seem like the kind of guy to take well to something like that. So I don't know if that's the best idea for Desi to yeah, do. That's once again, someone else sacrificing their game for Sarah. For Sarah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Blow look, it up look. for Sarah. And at the end of the day, whether it's relationships or game ships, however you want to call Alliance, them, yeah. alliances, ultimatums don't fucking work. No. Unless you have no. a shit ton of leverage. And even then, they rarely work. Yeah, like, exactly. Because it destroys the trust as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You are giving this person a do or die situation where they are probably not getting much out of it. Yeah. At the end of the day. No. You know. The thing that also confused me, and I I could be completely off base with this, but 
she said that like women have been taking a back seat in regards to like the when the pairs come forward and like they're picking somebody to go in everything like that yeah but correct me if i'm wrong Alyssa wanted to take the shot at xavier mm-hmm. cash wanted leo to go in because yep. she didn't want to be partnered with him and then kylan and angela together wanted dom and cache in because they didn't want to be partnered, be partnered with, with them, them. Um, at that point in the game, his yeah. Dom and Cache hadn't really proved themselves and didn't really until that elimination, according to Kylan and Angela. Tiffany, so, like, I, I, yeah. Tiffany got fucking put into elimination because the girls didn't want her there. Yes. Like, that's the thing is like, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, when have the women been forced into a backseat through the season as far as the voting? Like, no, are you going to get what it really comes yeah. down to is that Sarah has been pushed into the back seat because she the season. hasn't fucking won anything. because she hasn't won and she's not getting her way right now. She thought she would be able to walk into that room and tell Danny and Desi that she wants Angela and they would have said done, you know, and survivor strong. Here you go. Yeah. I don't know. Y'all call that. I'll call that a temper tantrum, but yes, exactly what it is. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. what it is, you know? And then like, we we it, the next conversation that really stuck out to me was was Danny and Cache talking oh, the and, next day outside of the bar. Yeah, when they're sitting outside of the outside of the compound oh. and, um, you know, and so uh, Danny and Cache are talking, you know, and Danny's kind of telling her he's like, look, I'm just not comfortable sending Angela or Alyssa in against Sarah. I, I want Sarah to come back. You know, he's playing that whole game, whatever. And Cache tells him she's like, you know, we we've never worked together meaning her and Danny. And she's like, you know, we've never been partners or work together. So like, we don't know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, but you guys have been watching each other compete in eight other freaking dailies all season and eliminations and stuff like that. I'm pretty sure that he knows what your strengths and what your weaknesses are at this point, just from watching you. And no, that doesn't say how you guys would actually vibe together, but I mean, he can make a pretty solid judgment off what your strengths and weaknesses are from what he's seen through the season. And, you know, like, again, and this is nothing against Cache because I love her. I think she was awesome and I really liked her vibe. And I think she did a lot better than she was like than I Posting. thought she was going to. Yeah, sure. um, I think she did better than she thought she did. Yeah. But when you yeah. put up Cache's strengths and weaknesses versus Angela's strengths or weaknesses, like Angela is clearly the the better competitor in the situation, you know? So it's like, of course, Danny wants Angela here at the end, you know, like it just, it doesn't make sense to me. But can we ask, can we ask what Danny talking to Dom said, what happens if we have a disagreement, Mm -hmm. right? From history, we know that Des is probably going to go in if there's a disagreement, right? Mm -hmm. Right. So, And I think that that was, Probably part of the conversation that we were not shown in the edit is that Dom and Danny probably talked about that. And Dom probably said, look, dude, if you guys don't agree, it's probably going to end up being her down there, um, you know, meaning Desi. And then Danny probably went and brought that up to Desi. And then, you know, obviously, she that, they, I wish they would show that, though. Like, I man, wish they I would. Wish too. They, uh, yeah, I wish they would, because like that's when he said that I said, well, Desi's going in. It's a female elimination. She's yeah. going in. Yep. Yeah. And I think what's what's really interesting, I think from now on, I think that this pairing is going to be um, sort of the precursor of how each pairing is going to go from here on out, mm-hmm. because you've got the guy who is of the mindset that there's going to be partners in the final. 
Right. So the guy is always going to want to keep the strongest woman and get rid of the perceived weakest woman. Yep. The girl is always going to want to keep the strongest guy, get rid of the perceived weakest guy. So there's going to be a clash every single pairing yep. because the the goal of each person in the whatever they're called, jury, whatever, are against each other. They, they right. don't align anymore because they're no they're no longer in pairs. They're playing an individual game and they know they're playing an individual game. Yeah. Well, and even on the flip side of that, like, you know, like you said, the men are going to want the strongest females to stay. But the girl, the the girl winner is going to want the strongest female to go into elimination and potentially go yeah. home because they want the weaker players there to, in the final so they can beat them. So, you know, exactly. this is where all that friction and conflict is coming from. And I love this. Like, I think this was a, a huge twist, taking away the algorithm and, and doing the the voting this way. Uh, or the, you know, sending the people into elimination with it being one male, one female uh, deciding, you know, it's definitely created a little bit of like the friction that, you know, I was sort of missing in the beginning because, yes, there were a lot of blind sides, but there wasn't arguing between the there wasn't disagreements between the actual the winners. Winning, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. Cash, Cash, like, I know you don't watch Love Island, but Cash... She's just always been a peaceful body. Like she's just always, yeah, she's just always been a good person. She doesn't stir up drama for the most part. Yeah. She just, she knows what she wants. And if that didn't happen, that's okay. Like she's not mad at anybody for it. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, how that correlates to the challenge, you know, you don't know. Probably didn't work out too well for her, but she's just a good person overall. She means well. She wants well for everybody involved. And yeah. it's just she faced Sarah in an elimination. And Sarah, Sarah's built for eliminations, maybe finals. We don't know yet. But Sarah's built for competitions. Yeah. She more. Is. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Did you guys already go over the part where Kayla, Justine, and Cache were all laying on the bed talking about what no, I Sarah... I no. just skipped over that part. Well, but... Um, I I just thought it was important because once again it shows that Kayla is really the fucking brains of the operation. Maybe because I actually didn't like this moment from Kayla because like she's like oh Sarah needs to really go drive it home like she she has been she's made it perfectly clear that there are two people she wants to go against and that's it you know yeah. what I mean so like I just feel like this moment again was was and Kayla trying to hold on to that fab five, which, you know, was already crumbling at this point, but she's not pervy to the, no, she's not or privy to the thought that, that Desi knows about this other alliance and is trying to be brought into it. She, she doesn't know that. So that's why she's trying to drive this home. Yeah. And they also said to talk to Desi about it too. Yeah. Cause as far as she knows, it's still survivor strong to a degree outside of everything else. Cause as far as we know, as the audience members, Desi's the only woman that outside of Angela and Alyssa that knows about this alliance with the survivor mm-hmm. men. Yeah. Um, but it once again leads to Sarah going to Danny and Desi and demanding Alyssa. And Danny's like, I'm not backstabbing the girls when the guy's a limb is next week. Well, and he even says right yeah. here, he's like, I'm not going to send Alyssa in because that's like Angela's number one ally. And if I send Alyssa in, whether she goes home or she doesn't come home, or whether she goes home or she comes back to the compound, Angela's fucking coming after me next week and her chances of winning are high. She's she's won multiple times this season already. I think like three times. 
So like the chances of, you know, Angela winning the next daily and potentially sending Danny in is, you know, a probability. And so he's like, I'm not going to risk that just for Sarah, who nobody in the in the alliance even wants to work with anymore. That's, yeah. why, that's why I wish they would show the edit. Because yeah. I feel like Danny laid it out that like, hey, I can help you, Desi, to get to the final. We yeah. can help you get to the final. I I think that they they definitely did have that conversation. I think it was alluded to in Desi's uh, confessional. Bar. Well, yeah, they did talk about it at the bar, and then when she gives her confessional after they, you know, okay, so they they go to elimination, and you know, obviously Sarah comes out, and TJ calls on Desi and Danny for you know who you guys sending in. Danny says, you know, we're going to be sending in cachet. And Desi says, you know, this was really hard. And, it, came, you know, we were going back and forth all the way down to the very last minute. But we are going to send in cachet. Um, and then it cuts to her confessional. And she's like, look, I could be upset for all the people that I, tr- you know, who I trusted and who trusted me throughout this game. Or I can keep my mouth shut and lay low and go to the final. So, like, she understands what this is, number one. And the second thing I want to point out about Desi not sending in Angela I think it was, or Alyssa, I think it was a really smart move on her part because if you think about the, I guess, like, I don't want to say ranking or order or anything, but just, you know, the competitive level of all the females left, you've got Angela, Alyssa, and Sarah up there towards, you know, well, Sarah's not really, but she is a good competitor. Alyssa she just is has not up there. I'm sorry. She has won multiple dailies and eliminations this season. I'm just saying as far as being able to compete this season. The next one beneath that is Desi. Like, so if she sends in Angela against Sarah, one of them goes home, that eliminates a huge target that she's kind of hiding behind right now. You know what I mean? So, like, why would she want to do that? Yeah, I just, you know, so I I liked that they made this move. I obviously I liked that they didn't send Angela in, but. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I did. I thought it was I thought it was very survivor esque that it was down to zero hour and they still didn't have a choice. Yeah. Like and Danny storming yep. past Tyson and oh, Ben God. talking and being like It's my favorite moment of the whole episode. Well go ahead and quote it. I know you've got it. Yeah. Danny goes right blazing right past and Ben's like, Hey Danny, you good? Without missing a beat, without slowing down. Danny just keeps going. Nope. Yeah. yeah. Around the corner <laughs> and that's down the hall. That's when he went and talked to Dom. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the yeah. only thing that would have made that better is if he, if they would have been like, you want to talk about it? And he was like, nope. Nope. <laughs> you know, kept it pushing. You know what I mean? But yeah, then they go into the arena. Um, you know, uh, like Karina said, they put cache in for all the reasons we've already talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, at this point, Sarah, I like Cache's confession. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say at this point, Sarah is pissed again because no one listens to her. Well, you're the redheaded stepchild right now of the challenge. Yes, she's always pissed. Always. Well, that's the thing. She's like, oh, are you even part of the Fab Five? Like you knew I was like, it wasn't even a real thing. How did everybody else know it wasn't a real thing except you? Karina, get to Cash's confessional. Get to it. (laughs) You oh, so, so yeah. So, um, Cachet's confessional is when she was like getting, you know, she was getting down in the elimination or whatever. And she's like, said something about like, you know, if it was a hall brawl, I was going to fake an injury and just get out of here. And I was just like, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. <dude>. like, <laughs> but, but my thing is for that elimination, right? If anybody was truly on Cash's side, once she figured out 
how to get it rolling. I would have just been like, chill. You lost the first round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just stop. Save your energy. Yes. Yeah. Save your energy. Cause that, that was, that was rough. That first round was very, very rough. But before I get into that, cause I wanted to say something about that. Um, the, the name of the elimination is called in a roll. They basically are in two hamster cages that are connected to a rope. Each rope has 300 feet of total length that's connected to a ball. It knocks it off a platform and then it comes up. It like rolls up into the air, hits them, and then it drops. They'll do multiple rounds. First person to do it twice wins. With that being said, Karina disagrees, but I found it fucking hilarious watching Cache trying to get that thing going, running in place. I'm not saying it's not funny, but you're was, over here like acting. Yeah. He's like, that is the funniest fucking thing I have ever seen on the challenge. Well, I mean, where your pretty... literal words, and I'm like, there is no. I said so it was many... the funniest thing I've seen this season. No, on you the did challenge. not say this yeah. season because that was my thing. I was like. There are so much funnier things that have happened on the challenge, even just in the last like year. I I have a thing where where things are very cringe and uncomfortable. I pull my shirt over my face and I close my ears until my wife tells me it's okay to watch. And I just covered my face during that first round. I was just like, oh, my God, that's so uncomfortable. (laughs) So bad. And maybe that's what it was for me is it was just more cringe for me. Like, I was just like, I I felt bad for her. Like, she was fucking hiding it. She was doing the high knees like that's not going to help. Yeah, not going to help. She was around the place. That's why I said just throw the first round in the bag. Yeah. Yeah. But she I mean, at the same time, she had to figure out how to get it going. And she did. She got it going, you know, And but obviously Sarah wins that first round, but then they switch sides and they start the second round and Cache gets the wheel going right away, you know? So, I mean, maybe it did she, help her to, you know. She she just needed to figure out the process. Right. Sarah went in there with brute strength and just, you know, for lack of better term, fucking woman handled it, um, yeah. you know, and she was muscle over everything else where Cache actually had to put some brain behind it to figure out how to get it going. Well, but Sarah, Sarah even said it was very hard to yeah. like get it rolling. Like, Oh yeah. 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 It, she said it was hard to get it started, but I was impressed with how fast Cache was going on that second round. She was, she was yep. going really fast. And I started to think she might beat Sarah. Yeah. I thought she'd get around. I thought she'd get that second round. Once you figure yeah. that out, I thought she'd get the second round for sure. I thought she would too. And then it'd come down to that close. third round and I would have loved Look, to see it. I'm going to just put this out there. If anything, Sarah should be sending Danny a fucking thank you card for putting Cache down there. Because if he throws Angela down there and maybe Alyssa, there's a, a fairly decent chance that Sarah doesn't win that elimination. She goes home. Yeah, yep. I agree. Because Angela's a like her gate when she's run when she runs has got to be way, way larger than Sarah's. Yeah. And she's strong enough and smart enough to figure out how to get that thing going. And mm-hmm. once she gets it going, it's going to be going a lot faster, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, and that's and my thing. Oh, go ahead. No, no, no I was going to say and shout out to Danny. To set it up like, oh, I just want you to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Like to set it up like, oh, I just want you to have someone you can beat. Yeah, exactly. Well, and (laughs) freaking Tyson coming in with the fire confessionals again. He's like, yeah, I would. He said, I I don't remember exactly what he said because I didn't catch the whole thing. But he said something like, you know, I would love to see Sarah lose. But I'd, I'd love it even more to watch her lose to somebody that she thinks she can beat. Like that would be the icing on the cake for me. And yeah. I was like, do and once he had that confessional, I was like, oh my God, is this foreshadowing? Like Cache is gonna <laughs> fucking knock Sarah out? Like, 
I was just like, no fucking way. And then, you know, I mean, obviously it didn't pan out that way. Sarah ended up winning, but it was just like I was it was like that little brief moment where I was like, I got excited for a second because I was like, oh, my God, that would be amazing. (laughs) Danny's confessional, though. Sarah, you're welcome. You're seventy five hundred dollars richer. I was like, he said, pay it to me at the end of the fight. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Some shit like that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's great. Well, Uh, and even Sarah's confessional after she won. When she was like, I just got my first individual victory and I'm going to walk back in there and they're all going to be scared of me as they should. And I'm like, honey, you beat cachet in a hamster on a hamster wheel. wheel. Like, yeah, I don't think no. anybody's going to be scared right now. But they should be if they're fucking at PetSmart. <laughs> just putting that well, out They should there. be if she gets to the final based yeah. on the fact that she does marathons and everything else. Like, that's what they should yeah. be afraid of is the fact yes. that now she's back in and qualifies for the final. Yeah. Not necessarily that she's going to come back in and wreck everyone, yeah. but yeah. that now she's going to be potentially at that final. Yeah, right. I, said, I said a couple episodes ago when I was on here, I said Sarah's built for a final. She now, really is. Yeah, yeah she, hadn't, she hadn't done anything up to this point to ha- give you faith. Right. She's talked a lot of smack, but nothing to give you faith. But she's built for a final, and I believe that. She, if she gets yeah. there, she she's got can, a good chance. Yeah, she can run it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Tell me your guys' opinion on this because I used this comparison earlier with Karina. Angela is very much more like Evelyn, where Sarah's build is much, you know, much more like Kara, where there's a lack of social game, but her physical attributes are just so impressive. Where Angela is very much like Evelyn where she's got more of a natural build by the looks of it. You know what I mean? But she's just a badass. She's you know? good at everything. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of how that's I look fair, at it. I think. I'll give you that. I did like Cache's uh, exit uh, confessional where she, you know, basically kind of puts in a nutshell that she just didn't want her challenge story to be just her and about her and Cinco and their breakup and all that. And it, and and I'll give her credit. She, she gave us a lot of great content, a great storyline. Um, I personally like that episode the most when her and Tyson won the final. Yeah. Or not yeah. the final, yeah. the, daily. The, the daily where he, yeah. where they, you know, they fucked up and the swimming one. Yeah. It was yeah. just, I, where I really had to enjoyed. drag her by yeah. her. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But see, that was awesome. Once, once again, I know y'all don't watch Love Island, but there was so much unfinished business between Cache and Cinco and mm-hmm. a little something happened outside of the show. They were together for a little while. But yeah, she definitely. Outside of Cinco, she proved herself. Like, yeah, I mean, did I don't want to discredit her. I feel like I'm discrediting her by saying this, but she made it a lot further than any yes. of us thought she would. We said it to her, like literally the minute I don't I know. I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the exit interview yet. Um, I know I put it out a little bit later today than than I normally would. But like she she answered the phone. We were like, hi, you know, whatever. And then literally like the first thing Rick told her is he was like, First of all, like we want to apologize to you because we severely underestimated you this season and you proved us wrong and shut us up yep. and mm-hmm. like you kicked ass like you did way better than we thought you would. So we just wanted to like give it up to you for that. And she was like so happy to hear that. She was like, dude, that's amazing. And she's like, I keep seeing comments like this on Twitter about how, you know, people are are like shocked that I made it further than I was supposed to. And she was like, you know, so I guess that's what matters. Like, you know, I, I yeah. surprise people and that's yeah. what I wanted I mean, to do. So that's that's everybody in life, right? You want to succeed expectations. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I, she yep. did. The only and one that surprised me more than Cache is Justine. Justine, you know, and, you know, that's a good list to be on because 
Justine's fucking doing phenomenal. You know, she's probably like my, you know, my my sleeper to win the whole thing. I I also just want to point out really quick that our and I don't mean complete as in like complete, but like we're almost like a full set here because we have like our 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 survivor specialist, we have our BB specialist, <laughs> we have our Love Island special. We need an amazing fan, amazing race fan, like slash specialist. <laughs> okay, like, so if I'm just are, I'm just a few seasons off. Yeah, so if you are an amazing race fanatic. Get in contact Damn with us it. through our Indeed ads, which is titled "We Are Looking for an Amazing Race Correspondent." We could just get James on to do a recap. He's so oh my fun. god! Oh, yes, I, I love, love him. Yes, yeah. we need, I'm going to reach out to him. I'm like, we're we're close to the end of the season. We should be able to skate by with a with a roundtable with him as long as we don't Let's like recap the final with him. dive in. Yeah, and we could always do that because then um, it's done. They can't say I mean, shit. If y'all like reality television. Especially toxic reality television. You also watch Love Island, dude. Like I'm telling you, <laughs> too many episodes. It's be- just it's so, such a commitment, dude. Oh my god. Well, it's over now. Just catch up. Yeah, and that's true. Justine, Bam. too many episodes total. I I agree. I agree because season one was the only one I didn't watch live, and I can't watch it. It's too much. I can't. Yeah, watch. So I agree with that. But Justine was awesome. Like I love Justine so much. She's awesome on Love Island. She's awesome on the Challenge cast. She's yeah. awesome. It didn't work out, but I mean, Love Island, I mean, it's very toxic reality television. There's no other way to explain it. It's so toxic. Yeah. Like to just counteract everything Karina said about me, like I have not watched an episode this season of Big Brother because I, I will, missed yeah. the first four and it's like, I'm not going to be able to get caught up. Like that's but four hours saying... of content. I'm already behind and we're only the first weekend. But all of the BB people on this show, you know, and watched on their seat. Like, I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, no. I was just saying. BB24, no, we haven't been watching it, whatever. But but anyways, that pretty much wraps up the, the episode. We get a yes. little glimpse of what's going to happen next week. But you know Ooh, what? David and, and Angela start going at it. Bye, we're gonna We're going <laughs> to go ahead and recap that next week. So stay yeah. tuned. <laughs> To be continued next week. Guess what, Tony? They're coming. Um, Oh, my gosh. uh, With that all being said, uh, should we dive into our MVPs of the episode? Yeah, unless anybody has any other closing thoughts you want to add about the episode. I'm I'm good. I've pretty much said everything I want to say. I know I talked a lot tonight. Sorry, guys, but you're good. You didn't laugh a lot, so that's a change of pace. Karina, we love you, Karina. <laughs> With my annoying laugh. You're the MVP queen. <laughs> when do we do the coin counter? Is it before or after MVP? Uh, this week we're gonna do it after MVP. Because MVP feels okay. important this week. So, Corey, who's your male and female MVP? And B, you're more than welcome to throw an honorable mention in there if you want. All right. Well, my male MVP is Danny, just for mm-hmm. saving yeah. Alyssa and Angela. I don't know how you finessed it because edit <laughs> wouldn't show us. Yeah. And my female MVP, yeah, I'm not going to give it to Sarah. We're going <laughs> to give it to Desi. Desi. I like, I it. like it. She she didn't fold into Sarah's like block. Help me block, help me block, help me block. She yeah. protected herself. So, I mean, Desi and Danny, they're the winners. That's the obvious MVPs, but I'm going to take it. You can't stop me from taking it. So, nope. <laughs> we won't like even it. try. I, I'm going to mirror what Corey says. I'm going to go Danny, Desi, MVPs, uh, you know, Danny for finessing it, like he said, but also getting his daily win for him and Kiki. Yeah. They're, they're qualified for the final now. Oh, yeah. Um, 
the real final, not yeah. just our podcast. No, they're qualified. <laughs> um, and then obviously Desi for everything that Corey said. My yeah. honorable mentions um, this week is I'm going to go Dom for being the ultimate fucking wingman to Danny this week. Yep. Like that was goose. Yes. Goose level wingman, except not hitting the canopy when they ejected everything before that. Um, I know that took a dark turn, but that's what it is. Uh, for the female honorable mention, I'm going to go with Cache for, like I said earlier, exceeding all expectations, making it much, much further in this game than I thought. Oh, yeah. And being a true competitor, winning an elimination, winning a daily. Shout out to Cache on that one. So those are my picks. I love it. Uh, I'll, I'll just cop in next. Um, my MVPs are the same. Uh, Danny for the same reasons. Desi for the same reasons. My, uh, my, my honorable mentions, um, for the guys is the same Dom for the same reasons you said that was just absolutely extraordinary what he was willing to do to help, help his boy get into the final. So I love that. And then I'm going to give my honorable mention to Angela as much as I want to give it to Cache. Just, oh, shut up. Thumbs up. That's all you need. (laughs) Um, but just the way that she was able to plan and execute this i don't even know what to call it but the plan that she had for her and Alyssa to knock sarah out of the daily and the fact that it worked and then the fact that she was able to avoid an elimination where the person down in in the elimination was actively calling her out numerous times and she was still able to use her alliances use her connections to stay up at the top of the freaking little platform which is where you want to be so I got to give it to Angela for that. But definitely, uh, you know, I want to back up your your shout out to Cache because she did do amazing this season. And I think she definitely deserves some recognition for that. So, yeah, Tony, I mean, don't have a whole lot to add. Danny and Desi are my MVPs. Dom is my male honorable mention. Kayla is my other honorable mention nice. because she's got such a stellar read on this entire game. And she has since day one, um, even more impressive when you consider the fact that she's one of the people who had like six or seven days notice of coming onto the show. Yeah. It shows how much of a fan of the game she actually is. Um, yeah. And it's actually funny. I'm, I sent her a message on Wednesday afternoon and I said, like, look, I just want to say we absolutely adore you. I can't wait to talk to you on the podcast, but I do not want it to be tomorrow during the exit interview. (laughs) I'm absolutely rooting for you. And she sent back two sets of like crossed fingers and LOL. Yeah. And then the rest of the day, I will never do it again because the rest of the day, all I did was stress over the fact that potentially Kayla was going home. I was going to have to see her the next day on the exit interview and be like, hi, it's me. Sorry. Sorry, I if I would you. have something to do with it. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah like from it didn't months happen ago. months ago. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm never doing that again. But <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Lesson learned. Uh, Tony, do yeah. you have uh, the coin count for us? Sure do. So Tyson, regardless of what he said, is actually in the lead with 16 as is <laughs> Angela. Um, I still don't know. I, I, I need to know why he thinks that Enzo has more than him. I don't know if it's like that he's accumulated more from doing a certain thing, but I don't get it. Yeah, um, that's weird. Kiki, Kiki's up to 13. Um, Alyssa's got 2,500. Desi and Enzo are at 11. Sarah is now at 10. Justine at 8. Dom at uh, 7, 5. And then Kayla and David at 7. Danny and Ben at 6. 
And nice. everyone is now qualified to want, run the final, which is great because of who was left not able to run the final. But I really wish that if they were going to do something like this, um, I'm always reminded of like the gold skulls. I wish that there would have been like a set number of like, yes. there are four gold skulls. Once those four gold skull skulls are offered out, no more gold skulls. You have to go in against one of those four people to take it. Yes. And I wish that it was the same way where like, in the pot that TJ has, there's enough for four people right. to run the final, like four guys, four girls. The only problem is that then Tyson would have all the money and then everyone would go in against him. And the same with Angela. But see what I what I keep hoping will happen on one of these formats where you have to like somehow qualify, to, you know, for the final, whether it's a gold school, whether it's stars, whether it's money, whether it's whatever it is. I keep waiting for that moment. And I think the island is the only season that we actually got this where. You know, you had to you didn't have to qualify on the island, but you there was more people on the island than would fit in the boats. So if you didn't get a key and you didn't get chosen to be on one of the boats with like the other three people, you got left on the fucking shore. And I keep waiting for a season like that to happen with like these gold skulls or the stars or whatever, but they don't have it formatted that way. And so, like, I, you know, I was kind of hoping something like that would happen this where we would get to the end and there would be a guy and a girl who yeah. did not have enough money to qualify. And it was just kind of like, well, sucks to be you. You're eliminated. This is the end of your game. Hope we see you soon. Whatever, whatever, you know, but obviously we didn't get that moment. Everybody's qualified now. So, yeah. boo. Anyway, we're sorry, still you losing can, people. We are. But yeah, um, yeah no, you, sorry. You can do fantasy now. I just wanted to say that. <laughs> Speaking of hey, Corey, do you watch Survivor? I wa actually I watched Danny's season. That's the only one I've watched in recent memory was Danny and Shane. Mm -hmm. And that was the only season. Well, if you're interested, we're talking about doing a fantasy season for a survivor pretty similar to how we're doing this. Yeah, the new survivor season yeah. starts soon. And then Tony's gonna kinda lay out the rules on that one on how that fantasy season's gonna work since he's got the most knowledge about Survivor and we're just gonna play along. But yeah, there's usually what, eighteen people, so if we yep. draft four, it's what that works out to what is Josh not doing the draft for well, Survivor? I don't know. I mean, he Josh is going to watch yeah. Survivor. So, yeah, what we had, we had asked. So we're just waiting to hear back. Um, yeah, what's fuck? I can't do math. If there's four of us, what that's if it was the three it of us doing it, we'd have each have a tribe of six because yeah. it would be the tribes that are actually there. Just a different mix. If it's the four of us, then it would be four. Um, and if it's the five, then it'll just be uneven, which is fine. Yeah, because this is it was I think we were uneven coming into this as well. No, we well, were. even if it's the four of us no. and we each take four, there's still two people left because four times four is 16, 16, yeah. 16 18. So, yeah, well, but I either way, I wrote it for LSU football last time, Danny. So I don't know alignment besides that. So I'll just like I'll t I'll go in a person short on that and I'll just be like we every can, time they meet every out. time they mention their spouse I get an extra yeah, point or I'm, some shit like that. We can that. figure that know. out later. It's already eleven thirty. Uh, but anyways, fantasy points uh, coming into uh, week nine, the totals were sitting at myself at two thirty four, Kareen at two fifteen, Tony at one ninety three, and Josh at one twenty nine. 
this week, Josh did, uh, you know, a lot better. He scored four points instead of one. He so, only has one person left. He's he only has just team left. But yeah. I, I'm not lying. He scored 400% no. better than he yeah. did last week. Very so, true. Yeah. you know, I'm just being honest on this. Uh, Tony came in uh, third this week with 21 points. So still a respectable mm-hmm. third place. So solid. Uh, Karina came in with 26 points. Uh, shout out to Sarah for getting her 18 of that 26 right yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, but once again, myself leading the pack with 37 points. Big shout out to Danny, Cache, and Alyssa all coming in hot with those confessionals. Mm-hmm. That was a good episode um, for them, yeah. And then so the totals after week eight, uh, we've got Josh sitting at 133 points. Tony sitting at 214. Karina sitting at 241. And myself sitting at 271. Yeah, yeah. So that breaks down your fantasy points for you. If you guys don't like listening to math, just fucking wait till tomorrow and I'll put out the artwork so you guys can see <laughs> Yeah, it. we'll have the artwork and stuff <laughs> out on Instagram after the episode comes out. So just keep an eye out for that. Um, and then make sure you guys keep an eye out on our IG page this week. Um, we are going to do a giveaway and we're going to have some special stuff to give out to you guys. So just watch our IG. We'll have we'll have a post up on IG with um, directions. Why are you looking at me like I'm fucking crazy? Why are we doing a giveaway? This guy doesn't just let me talk. Anyway, because CT was on the podcast. <laughs> no. So <laughs> we are we're doing a giveaway. <laughs> we are doing a giveaway because this is our anniversary month. Um. September 2021 is when we started the podcast, regardless of the fact that when you go to our Spotify and stuff, it shows that our first episode was in March. That's because I fucked shit up. Um, <laughs> that was a dual thing. I'll take half the credit on it because I talked you into doing it. I was drinking and Rick was like, "Ooh, we should like no- we should rename retitle all the episodes with like n- and number them one, two, three, four, whatever the fuck. And so I was like, oh, yeah, let's do that. And I was like drinking wine and stuff like up super late and I was doing it. And then I ended up instead of just like editing the titles and then just like hitting save, I ended up hitting repost. So it just reposted it as a new episode. And so then I had to do that for every single one of our episodes so that they would be in order. <laughs> People got like 37 so notifications. That fucking if day. you, yeah, if you were f- <laughs> subscribed to us, you got a, a notification for every episode that you've already listened to <laughs> back in March. Um, and that was because I messed up. Whoopsie. But um, we, yeah, so we are celebrating our one year anniversary. And so we're going to do a fun giveaway, um, but we will have all the details on Instagram this week. So make sure you guys keep an eye out. And the the giveaway um, is going to run throughout the month. So don't worry. It's not like, you know, if you don't see it the day we post it that you're like SOL or anything, we're going to be doing uh, multiple drawings. And this is going to kind of carry on throughout the month. So just keep it like Karina's birthday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Can the I- podcast birthday is a month long, too. Two things. <laughs> I feel like we should also celebrate something in March when we reposted everything like a faux birthday. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. I like it. I like it. Secondly, can I announce what the grand prize is for this for this contest is going to be? Yeah, if you want to. You if you are the winner of this contest, get to join myself, Karina, Tony, Corey, and perhaps JC Josh Chambers if he shows up. That's a roll of the dice right now. We don't know that. (laughs) But you guys get to join us on the podcast for a recap of whatever that episode was that week or a roundtable trash talk discussion where we sit here and debate. Come up with a topic, you know, and and yeah, and we'll, uh, you know, we'll talk about your history as a fan. 
um we'll you know and just all that kind you. of stuff yes yeah. so we'll be on the edit. you will be a special guest on the podcast there's some other stuff involved with it yes, too. yes that's just um, the grand prize. but that's just you know the big one um so yeah we're we're really excited for this we're really excited that this is our one-year anniversary we did not think that it would be like this like i think we've said this a hundred times that when we started this podcast it was like oh let's just like do this and we're gonna have fun and we're gonna get to talk to our friends and we'll put it out and like six people will listen to us but like whatever as long as we're having fun um, and then now here we are celebrating a year. We are kicking off our one year like celebration by releasing CT, which we just did um, a few days ago on Monday. Yeah. So if by some wild fucking chance you haven't heard that interview with CT, it is out there mm -hmm. on every freaking podcast platform you can think of. It is available. Make sure you go check it out. Two and a half hours with CT. And we have got some incredible guests coming up. We've got some people lined up to do interviews with. We've also got people that we've already interviewed. It's done, ready to go. We just got to release it. Um, so stay tuned. We got some fun stuff coming. Yeah, I just want to say I don't want to minimize it. We're not going to do a one year anniversary for this. But I just want to say you're hitting your one year anniversary and you got CT on. Like, I don't want to minimize that for y'all. That's awesome. <laughs> that's amazing. And that's huge. And I think, I think that's amazing for y'all. That y'all reached that point. Thanks, Thank you. Man. Thank yeah. you, man. And we're glad that you're able to join us. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's always late, better late than never. And we're glad to have you on board with us. Hell Corey. yeah. Um, and then also, you know, big shout out to CT because without him, I don't think we would have broken to the top 30 of TV and Woo! film podcasts on Apple yeah. within a year. So big shout out mm, to also, CT. Also, yes. guys. I know it's been... And a lot of our other guests. Yeah. You know, we've got a lot of guests it, it, that get really good plays. Um, CT obviously is the biggest one right now because he doesn't really do podcasts and yeah. interviews. But shout out to all of our guests but, because every one of our, our guests has played a part in you know, kind of getting us to the point where we could get somebody like CT. So you're, I don't want to minimize anybody else's. No, no, you no, know. no. You're absolutely right. Because if it isn't for Devin, Huey, Gordon, Lay, Jordan, fucking Kendall, Kellyanne, Polly, if it wasn't Cyrus, for everyone Tech, that, yeah, literally all of everybody. them, we never get CT. So yeah. shout out to you guys for giving us all the opportunity and, and literally donating your time. Yes. To coming on the podcast and talking to us. We, yes. we can't Absolutely. thank you guys enough. With that being said, I think it's time for the closeout. What do you guys think? I, I'm good, unless you guys have anything you want to add. No. All right. Well, fuck it. Let's, <laughs> let's stick a, a fucking fork in this pig. She's done. Um, guys, for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, uh, the one and only Corey Viator. I'm working on accepting he's a Saints fan. It's just hard to do. Uh, and then we have Tony stats and info Lance coming in hot all the time. If you haven't subscribed to us yet, make sure you do so. Also, you can follow us on YouTube where we put out clips. Uh, we also upload all of our interviews are starting to upload all of our interviews on there um, as well. Make sure you're subscribed to us on whatever, wherever you're getting your podcast at subscribe, download the episode, rate us five stars. If you and rate come, us and come follow us on IG, cause that's where we're going to be doing our giveaway. That's where we do a lot of our MVP polls and our custom games and hypothetical shit. And it's, it's, it's fun. Yeah. So uh, guys, <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate it so much. And, uh, Till next time. Bye. Later. Later. Bye.